Welcome to Sports Sushi. Your chefs for tonight are Sports Plug Russ, serving up the spiciest sports takes of the week. Sterling Furrow, rolling the X's and O's into an analytical maki platter. And finally, the moderator who always keeps the sake flowing, DJ Slow Boogie. Now grab those chopsticks and get ready, because your order of Fresh and Raw Sports Sushi is up. Hi, welcome to Sports it. Sushi. You know what it is. <laughs> Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, man. New episode of Sports Sushi. Welcome, 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 welcome. We are live, live, welcome live. Welcome to the hump, 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 hump day harassment. It is International Women's Day today, so shout out to all the women. I shouldn't have said that women. then. What? Shit is, uh, no, nothing. Just just move forward. You know International yeah. Women's Day. Shout out to yeah. Women's Day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You no. Know, uh, but shout out to uh, <laughs> Flex Mom. Uh, but uh, if you are now listening to us, uh, please, you know, uh, we are now this. Li- we are now live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we will be uploaded. The show will be uploaded the uh, following day or two onto the Spotify and all podcast directories. That's Apple Podcasts and whatever else you use. Daily Motion, Odyssey, and Rumble as well. So, uh, so watch it, bitch. Watch it. Say it, say, it, say it again. Watch it, bitch. Know. Watch it. it. All right. So, and if you are watching, you can see these two light-skinned, bearded, good-haired. Good, good old American guys here um, from somewhere around the way, Louisiana, Mississippi, somewhere down there. Yeah, you know, third the coast, gut of America, <laughs> the underbelly. Yeah, you know, a lot of culture there, you know. But uh, <laughs> food but, and football, but get food and football. Hey, see the war. Sometimes they put the Bible in there too, you know. But you um, know, you know, it's worth know, it. It is. It is. Uh, Sterling, <laughs> Sterling praise him, praise him, praise him. Sterling will be joining us, uh, you know, as usual. You know, he is a busy man, a busy person. So he will be. That he is. Um, he will be uh, wrapping up his uh, other obligations and he'll be joining us momentarily. I made that word Sterling up. Sterling and so. nigga to get to the party late all the time, but we really don't care because when he comes, we have a little bit more fun. So, yeah, it's you all right. so yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. But, uh, but I used this, to have a homie like that in college. We would be like, yo, what time y'all going to the party? And all of us would be like, you know, well, but you trying to get there when it's free. Yeah. I ain't exactly. got no money. And we had this one homie that always would wait till 1030 and say, let me take a shower. If you know, you know. <laughs> Damn you in the game. You know what our dumb ass do? Wait for him to take the shower. Or just one of us would take the plunge. We'd be like, hey, one car going and one car staying. So one of y'all gonna have to pay this 20. You know how it was 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50, something mm-hmm. to get in. This is hey, before the time of sections, y'all. You was just standing in the middle of the hot middle, middle hot sweat. Oh yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, Enjoying man. yourself. Oh, okay. But go ahead on. Let's go. Yeah, man, you had to get in before 11, dog. You know, uh that was uh, oh, man. That was that was a trick, but like most people just would just be like, nah, I'm just gonna make a fashion related entrance. Man, now that I'm old, those people were smarter than us, because that's a long time. You gotta be po to wanna go before <laughs> eleven to get in for free. We was po though, we didn't have no money, so it's like, cool, but like it was like, damn nigga, you in the club of five hours. And see the thing was, <laughs> like, y- y'all would y'all would, would show up there like after like 
Like put it like this, I was there the, the earliest because I had I had to DJ most. Yeah, the dude, yeah, the obligations where you so, had to get paid. I was like, you know, I would be there like at fucking nine and shit like that, knowing goddamn well ain't nobody showing up to eleven thirty. No nah, shit. Yeah. After a while, you knew we wouldn't come for a while because after a yeah. while, we got privy to this thing called a list. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nigga found out how to get on the list. Is it? Ooh, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. leaving the house till twelve thirty. Yep. Nigga, I'm I'm coming to the club for one hour, nigga. Yep, and I'm I going ain't hard. famous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going one hour, nigga. Walk through, boom. Yeah, a good walk through. I'm going. I'm hitting the bar yeah. pretty hard, right. and then I'm going. Right, home. give me give me two hours at most. I'm telling you. <laughs> Older you get, sometimes you roll over and be like, "We still going, nigga?" Yeah. It's not, nigga. Fuck. Go to strip. Yes, oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And see, and people don't understand. It was like a it's mathematic equation. You go to the bar, you get something to drink, and then you'll go to the strip just to go ahead and get something to eat most of the time. But then you know they didn't have nothing to eat, then you just have to go ahead and settle for some tits. But hey, you know. Hey, but either way, yeah, you know, you go in, you go in. You gonna win. You gotta have a good night. Yeah. Have some fun. Yeah, brother. Then you know strippers are people too. You know, so you gotta support the economy. You know, you know each way you love can. from so, Uncle Boogie. Look at this. Hey man, look, look, look let me tell you something. We, I have DJ <laughs> in every crevice of America. Right? Ooh, crevice. Let me say, I've DJ in every crevice of America. So I've seen. Yeah, a lot of I've, crevices in America. I've seen. Let me tell you, <laughs> I've seen the, the peaks of valleys and the and the depths. Of- I've seen the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows, brother. I can tell you. I've seen some shit, okay? Oh, shit. I went to this strip club once and the chick was eating pizza on stage. Oh, yeah, bro. She was done. I was like, like, yes, their career must be over. This must be Uh, her victory lap. She was on that bitch with a slice of pizza, nigga, New York style. Bro, yeah. Yeah. Eating now, I said. At first, I wanted to be like disappointed in her, but then I thought I was like, well, "Nigga, why are you here?" I had to look yeah, in the bro. mirror and say, "Why are you here when the pizza and chicken?" Is- hey, bro, it was her rotation, dog. Sometimes, oh. we, hey, she didn't want to get skipped. She was hungry, and she probably didn't want to get taxed, bro. Hey, you know, you, when you get skipped, hey. you get taxed. You know, so. get it how you live, America. Hey, man. Flex bomb for those that get it how they live. Mm-hmm. Flex bomb mm-hmm. for the strippers out there that watch us that like sports. Hey, man, look, y'all make the world go round, all right? Okay, so <laughs> the, the, the world's the great American poet, two and the chains. Yes. And I love them stripping. Hey, man. And, and, and a great stripping. segue uh, to uh, <laughs> International Women's Day. We just had a whole strip club. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yo, well, um, we got disrespectful as fuck, but you know what I'm saying? Truth be told, we love all of them from yeah, the strippers hey, hey, to the money getters. And some yeah, might yeah, say yeah. that's the same woman. So shout out on this day in sports in 1986, Martina Narva Narva Talova became the first tennis player, male or female, to earn ten million dollars. Get your money, get your money, man. You know what I'm saying? So hey, clap it up. You know what I'm saying? We got a shout out to the women. You know what I'm saying? We we love the strippers and we love the women athletes. We give a shout out to those that are doing the broadcast on ESPN today. You know what I'm saying? You're doing a fantastic job. You know what I'm saying? Even for, you're doing a fantastic job. And um, let's move forward before my goofy side takes over and I start to make some motherfucking jokes. Uh, UFC boogie. happened. Oh, Boogie. I yeah. know it's, I know, yeah. I know this is yeah. what you know. I know this is what you yeah. know. But, I, but. I that, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of kind sad. Kind of sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, I know, you know, last week if you tuned in, you heard, you heard my predictions. Uh, one was right, one was wrong. Uh, I mean, shout out to, 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 to Grasso, man. Um, 
She choked out, you know what I'm saying? Choked out, she choked out, she choked out my wife, dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, your wife was like, she had the white mark. Yeah, bro. Like, she had no circulation. This part of her body was like dead skin. Yeah, bro. Took a little while for that to come back. But I was, I didn't want to, I wasn't even going to, you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah, 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 shout out to Ghost. Shout man. out to Doris Burke. Shout yeah. out to Doris Burke and those who love her dearly. Yeah, yeah, man. Go be know. great. Yeah, you know, so, <laughs> I, you know, internet, you know, shout out to Grasso for International Women's Day, but, you know, in my, my book, you know, she, she got the choke out, but it was a big upset. You know, I, I wanted Shevchenko to win. Uh, but, hey, man, run it back, man. That's all I got to say. Just run it back. You know, let the bully get her, you know, let her get a chance, you know what I'm saying, uh, to, uh, you know, for a rematch. But, um, but no, but let's, let's 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 get to it, man. John Jones, go. Like I, I'm, I'm just. Why we, we always yeah. gotta talk about Wade? You know, okay, you know, go. you know. Shout out to Ghost, but, man. Shout out to Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, as you can see, Jean Ghost Wei is one. Of, yeah, Jean Wei Li. He's a Jean Wei Li would never. Um, in his eyes, he don't be careful. Hey He'll man, kill look, for her. Look, he don't yeah. even know it. She don't even buy this in their Christmas gifts, but he will kill for way. Like, I'm, I'm just saying. Let me tell you something, um, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll say this, man. I, if if Jean and, and, and Shevchenko ever squared up, I, I could still put my money on Shevchenko easily. Easily. I got to get you and Ghost in the same building. Hey, man, you can get us in the same. What's call it? Ghost, all you got to do, dog, is just get, get set up, man. We can bring you in here on the, on the video chat, brother. No, I'm talking about I got to get y'all in the same building on the um on the ghost is ready for that. I'm talking about just send him the link. I just got it. You already know. I'm just trying to say, uh, talk about when the next, if they do fight, I would need y'all in the same oh, yeah, place yeah, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. with wings, pizza. Oh, yeah. And 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 the fight. You know oh, what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you if you if you watch around, there, you hit that link, subscribe, hit the bell, the icon, as you can see, comments, because if you comment and chat with us, we will chat back. Right. Yeah, man, that, that's kind of like the whole deal. And that's facts, no printer. Yeah. So I had to, Boogie. I've had to. I, I, I know, brother. I've been wanting to say that for like six months out loud. I, just, <laughs> I remember the song. and Okay, go ahead. All right, but you know, uh, the thing with John Jones was um, John, John, okay, so, you know, I, I I seen the fight. The fight was very quick. Like, the fight was, was literally mm-hmm. like, like, you can watch the fight, the whole thing on on Instagram if you if you find one. Like, Man, that shit might be on a TikTok somewhere. Yeah, the really, whole thing. Really, really, really <laughs> intro, <laughs> intro to end. <laughs> it's a TikTok fight, dog. So, um, that's <laughs> the new phenomenon. Yeah. It's a TikTok, TikTok fight. fight. Yeah, bro. that nigga put you on a TikTok, bro. It didn't even last yeah. long enough for them to say, "Hold up, wait, bro, ten minutes." That's all you need. Bell, 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 TikTok fight, bro. It was more, it was more gifs. I've seen that you know <laughs> of the celebration and shit like that than the actual action, bro. Um, but you know, Jones took minimal damage, made quick work of gone. Um, you know, some I, I, one of the breakdowns I've seen, um, and I, I can't give credit to the guy because I can't remember it, but um, he did a, a a very thorough breakdown for a quick fight, and it was you know pretty much highlighting how John is a hey, yo. Man jumped in. Wait a minute, we got Lex Bomb's coming in. What did I tell y'all? What did I tell y'all? He liked it. They come late to the party. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Boogie, what you do when your homie come late to the party? You the DJ? You got to shout him out oh, from yeah, the DJ. And hey, Boogie Sterling just walked in the building. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Somebody with a fat ass buy my nigga a drink. 
Yeah, man. It's, in the, it's, in, it's, in the, it's International Women's Day. He's international, and he like women. Yeah. <laughs> hey. There you go. You learned the rest. What go. does uh, Andrew Caldwell say? I, I love the women's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. Oh, it's a party in this bitch now. Oh, man. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. I remember that, 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 that thing down there. I remember Andrew Caldwell now. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? Then I remember I said, oh, yeah, it's him. <laughs> he was a wild Sterling. Surprisingly. We was talking about we was talking about John Jones oh, yeah. whooping that ass. Oh yeah, so, so yeah, so back. back oh back, back. man, yeah. I just I just wanted to see Stella's reaction off top. Yeah, that, <laughs> that dude. If if he's not the pound for pound best MMA fighter of all time, I don't know who is. And I'm not even like a real like I I can't speak to it like you do, Boogie, or like you do, Russ. But like that for that Boogie. dude, for that like dude fights. to be be out of fighting for what three years, two three, three. years. Three years and come in and whoop some ass, basically or quickly chunk dude out, like <laughs> off the couch, <laughs> yeah, off the couch. He tells you, you a bad motherfucker. Like, he whooped that nigga ass like, hey, now nah, you need to stop. Like he told him, you need to stop three times. And you say, hey, hey. what you want. And the thing about Jones was this: it was like the you know you can look at the like we said it was, it's a TikTok fight. It was so super quick. You can watch it <laughs> on uh, a TikTok or Instagram clip. But the one thing that John Jones that did was, was an he, IG real. Exactly. <laughs> like the one thing that John Jones did was that he kept disrupting the base of Don where when you know he couldn't recover, um, defend himself properly for the takedown, or when he got him on the ground, he couldn't, you know, get into a position to where he could, you know, uh get an advantage. You know, John Jones uh, basically once he got a hold of the back, um, he controlled and slipped it in. Put that uh the guillotine in and you know and gone just said hey bro you know i know what ends here you know i don't need to go ahead and and you know break my neck <laughs> yeah so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> break, i don't want to break my neck let's just be what it is i don't this, this big nigga about to break my neck yeah um, so. but now I, I i from what i saw was just he was then this is john this is jones he was bigger and but he was like comfortable that's the yeah. word i was looking for he's bigger but he was comfortable yes. like he yes. looked like like yeah i'm bigger at this weight but hmm yeah this yeah. works you know what i'm saying and then when he was talking about i got my hands on him the only thing i can think about is and this is why i love sports so much because if y'all don't know who his brothers are uh yes. one of his brothers was a chandler jones yes. and arthur arthur jones yes Okay, yes. And both of them have won Super Bowl rings, if I'm not mistaken. You are correct. Sir. Both of them are uh, all pro. Didn't both of all pro yes. defensive linemen in the NFL? I, I thought Arthur was a offensive lineman. I'm not, I'm not Oh, no, he was. There. No, no, you might be right. You might be right. I thought there were D tackles, though. I thought Arthur was uh, a D tackle. I might be mistaken. I'm, I'm, I don't, don't. I think he's be, on the defensive side of the ball. But, but be that yeah. as it may, America, you know who Chandler Jones is, people. Yes. That's John Jones' brother, and so I when I see that in the way that he's had two brothers that have NFL weight on them, that just let me know by seeing that, like, oh, he gonna be a straight heavyweight. Like, this is he might be able to put on more weight. Like his family build, as you can see, is able to play and slap around offensive linemen, and so that's yes. another thing that came to mind. Uh, me and a homie were talking, and it was like it was pretty funny because like you have those guys as your brothers, one. Imagine beefing with them niggas. I said, yeah. Oh my God, you hold that hoe. I, I want to know. I would love if you the nigga that fought the Jones brothers back in the day. We know you lost. If you won, please let us know how. 
and what gun you use. <laughs> but like, it, but it, I'd love to hear that story because beefing with them growing up would have been a terrific, a terrifying and, experience. But and, but yeah, and, just and, just and, the fact that they're they're that big and he can hold that weight. That was just amazing to see well, how that transfers. Who's I think what Chandler's the youngest, right? I believe so. Yeah, now that that's fucking I think so. Scary. That's yeah. fucking scary, though. Yeah, hey, you, Have you seen... fought somebody or not fought somebody because of who their brother was, knowing if you fight him, you're gonna have to fight the brother, oh, bro. Just <laughs> could you imagine that. seeing? Could you imagine seeing John and Chandler and then Arthur coming and be like, "Damn, nigga, y'all got a wide one too." The fuck, <laughs> like, nah, bro, like them three dudes, and yeah, them three dudes is is, is stupid. But John yeah, Jones just to me is the. He is the go. Can I get a hi? Like yeah, yeah. He is the go. And that was when I looked. I said, yeah, John Jones is one of us. He's a man of the people. Yes. Um, but nice. No, he is the, to me. He is the goat. The only person that I've ever seen in the MMA that makes me even think about like that. I could just say like, nah, he's goaded like that. Was Anderson Silva? Um, and John Jones to me is even better than that. You may have someone else, Boogie, but you know. Well, you know, no, I, I got, I got John. Uh, John is at the top of my list, man. You know, um, but if if I got to put a number two there, uh, is GSP. Um, ah, yeah, I, I can't. Come ghost, here come ghosts. I can't disrespect the man. <laughs> I can't disrespect him. Like a lot of people want to throw Khabib over GSP. I, I, I don't believe in that. I don't. I don't think Khabib fought for long enough. Um, told you. There you go. That's that's ghosts. Ghost. Hey, you'll kill for Jesus. Is he coming in? Is he coming in the show or what? Uh, he, uh, we got, need to send him a link. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure if he's free, Ghost, get in here. Yeah, we got. Yeah, if, he, if he's show. got one, if he's got one, Ghost will jump up in this bitch. All right, no, my nigga goes ready. You know what I'm saying? But but yeah, and he's bringing that, Hennessy. <laughs> he's bringing Hennessy. <laughs> but no, but that, that that's pretty much uh you know what I what I took away was that you know this man can take. He can take off for four, you know, four years. And one thing he did say that uh, to, to basically, you know, you know, back um, back door over Russ just said was that he uh, after he became two fifty, he said that he still moved like he was two hundred five. So he was said, you know, he still was light on his feet. You know, he still had, you know, had the punch of uh, the, the 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 punching power of the of the heavyweight. But the next thing that John Jones is. Uh, Looking to fight is uh he's going to fight Stipe um Miotic um and who a lot of people consider the heavyweight goat uh so if John Jones can put him down which I think he is going to put Stipe down man that, and um, that's and that's something that like you when you say it you say it to yourself like damn I just said that like Stipe ain't shit no and you I'm, think about bro, who you think about who he's fighting you're like Stipe you awesome but like yo, look, John John different. Like whenever, whenever uh, Stipe was, you know, and you know, people were saying that Stipe was, you know, the heavyweight goat, you know, no disrespect, and I'm just repeating, people were saying no disrespect to Fedor or, uh, or anything like that, um, but, like, you know, whenever he he was gonna fight Francis, I remember I was at fucking Jersey Mike's sub shop and I was mm-hmm. talking to a person making my sandwich and I, I don't know this kid, <laughs> and he asked me, he said, do you think that Francis is going to get the belt. I said, Francis is going to fucking KO Stipe because all he needs to do is to hit one shot. He's going to, and then I said, then it's going to be Jones. I said, now Jones and, and, and Francis, I don't know. I will still give the edge to Jones because I think Jones is going to go ahead and he's going to do everything he needs to do to put that fight on the ground and to minimize any type of uh, 
standing up chances to where, you know, if Francis were to contact him, you know, Francis need one. He just needs one punch. He's one punch, yeah. bro. He's one punch. He's got, the real, he's got the real life Thor hammer. Yeah. So if he hits you one time, <laughs> you're going, you're, you're going to go down. And and we've seen it happen with Stipe, where Stipe couldn't really even get his game plan, you know, off the ground because, you know, Francis came in there very patient. He wasn't swinging for the fences. He came in there, picked his shots. Stipe was like, oh, shit. Got hit with a shot, went down. You know, he folded like everybody knows. He folded like a lawn chair. And boom, like, <laughs> you know, but. Um, like most humans would probably do if they do got if, hit by Francis. By Francis. But, um, you know, John Jones definitely uh, called out um, Stipe. Francis said some shit. You know, Francis replied, told him, good, you know, good job, Johnny boy. Uh, sincerely, the heavyweight king. And um, John Jones replied and said that Francis is a, a big old pussy. Um, yes, <laughs> and then I believe he said it as well. Yeah, he said it. When people um, asked when people asked him about it, he did yes, say it as well. Yes. So, man, John Jones is about that life. Yes, um, but I, I think that I, I do think that what we are seeing is a great setup, though, because if if we all if John Jones does what we all think he does and beats Stipe, then we know that next thing's coming up is who is you calling a pussy? Um, yeah. yes. And then we're gonna get to see that. But I, I do think that's John Jones' way of saying y'all can see the ladder that I have to climb. Mm-hmm. I'm about to climb this shit in about three years, and y'all gonna call me the greatest fighter to ever live. Yes. So, um, so. but you know that, that's never been a secret for John. John always wants to be. The, Con- the, sorry to interrupt, but Conor McGregor looks awesome. No homo. Dude <laughs> looks ready to fight. My <laughs> God, man, he looked like he' about to knock the next person he fight out. It's, if if we're if we're talking about Conor. Um, let's just go ahead and um, you know, I I, I seen somebody say that Joe, Joe Rogan said uh, something of that you know if Connor uh, Connor has like enough uh, steroids in his system for some shit. I, like I, I I'm not hundred <laughs> percent. Okay, look. Uh, I mean, now nah, Sterling, have you seen him lately? Yeah, uh, he looked like a DB. Yeah. Hey, hey. Ghost baby. What happened? What's up, Ghost? What's up? What's up with you? America, let me introduce you to my nigga Ghost. Hey, man. Hey, thank y'all for having me. Hey. Lower it down a little bit. We just see we just see the dome. Look like a milk bag. Chocolate top. Oh, what's up? There we go. Now we a little bit higher. Got me. Up a little bit. There you go. Right there. There you go. Hey, there we go. My bad. Hey, best podcast around. Hey, I love y'all boys, man. Hey, keep doing what y'all do, bro. Keep doing what y'all do. Hey, so look, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump in. First off, hey, Wei Lee and uh, Shevchenko fight? Yeah, that's definitely going to be – we turning up for that. Food, wings, having oh, a platter. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Hey, a platter. <laughs> a, a platter of whatever. Platter. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, hey, you know what? When, when it comes to Jones, like, so, you know what? I pretty much been following, like, you said, I'm a big MMA fan. I started watching MMA, like, People that follow it, Tito Ortiz, that, that's what got me in the MMA. So, you know, Tito's what got me. So, yeah, yeah, Huntington Beach bad boy. So, like, when Jones came around, I was just like, you know what? I really didn't like him because he had, like, it was just like how Rashad Evans said. He had that fake, like, holier than now. I was just like, he's not really like that. Why is he acting? I'm like, I know he's not like that. And then, you know, when stuff started coming out, you know, he – what ran into a, a car crashes Bentley with like two females in it, and so I was just like, <laughs> you know, and I was just like, all right, this is that real dude. I'm like, well, if he started being himself, 
And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> Ghost, I saw the real human <laughs> fell in love. Oh, yeah, I'm like, that's not real human But then, uh, you when really I saw him, <laughs> that's how he really acting, right? But then when I saw him, I'm like, okay, I'm like, this dude's really talented. I'm on 85 and what, 84 and a half inch reach. I'm like, you like, really can't, you're not born with that. That's just genetics. He's the only one. And then, um, you know, 6'4", strong. They said he's like, you don't look at him like he's, they say his punching power is not, you know, what he has, but his just like grappling strength is really he strong. He got old man strength. Yeah. You know, you saw what he did. Nah, for, for real, the way he handled that man was like an old nigga. Get your motherfucking hands on me. It, it was. <laughs> You got brothers that's in the NFL, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got one of them who are all pros. So it's just like mm-hmm. with uh, Chandler. I mean, and you grab – he even said that he was all – we had a dirty map. He watched it. He said we had, like, our dad built us, like, this dirty sponge mat, and we used to go down there and just wrestle all the time. He said they passed down his wrestling – I think it was Chandler passed down his wrestling shoes to John, and John just used those and he framed them. So, so you know, John's like the said, youngest – yeah, uh, I don't know if he's the youngest. No, I don't think he's the youngest. I just think, you know, he was probably, you know, the smallest. But I'm not sure. I, I, I got to look how look how it went. Um, but like you say, he got popped for PEDs. They had to move an entire pay-per-view when he pulled Gunston the second time from Vegas to, uh, was it California? Because he had a picogram of, like, steroids or something in his system. Oh, yeah. So it's just like... Yeah, you know, okay, GSP, I mean, yeah, he lost to Matt Sarah. He lost to Matt Hughes. He avenged both of those losses. Hughes twice. Sarah, GSP also moved up and waiting, folks. He defended, I forgot, I think he defended his belt nine times. I mean, never got popped for anything. He actually even tried to get was Olympic drug testing uh, for his last fight against Johnny Hendricks before he fought Bisping. And, you know, he's always been an ultimate pro. Like, some of the be- – like, he was so talented. They said what he was going to go try out for the Olympic team for wrestling for Canada, and he never wrestled in his life. So yeah. – The one thing that, I, I admired about GSP was GSP would, would, would always uh, – Yeah. He, he would talk shit to you in the most nicest way. It would, exactly. Yes, That's what bro. it was. He never really bro. disrespected you. He was, he was like, the yeah. nicest – Ass whooping yeah, person that's ever lived yeah, on this nice planet Earth. Just, just like Zed, like he's a sweetheart. It's like he beat your ass, and then you know he be like, oh, "I'm sorry." I take you to the hospital. Take you to the hospital, and then he, tell you why he, he had to beat your ass. Yeah, and you just like okay, you know, like I forget he said he had ran it like because he used to get in a French accent to his bully, and like his bully was scared, and his bully was like, "I," he's like, "I'm not going to hurt you." You know, it's okay. I understand why you did what you did. We can be friends. I was just like, geez, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So GSP is like, uh, to me, that's he's the GOAT. But now you want to talk about just like combat athlete, you got to throw Henry Cejudo in there too, just because he won a gold medal in Olympic wrestling and won a belt in two weight classes. Yeah. And he's talking about trying to go up and fight, um, now what's his name, uh, Volkanovski. Oh, he's trying to yeah. Oh, he's gonna fight. Yeah, for one. But then he was to go up and fight Volkanovski too. So if he wins the belt in three divisions, yeah, plus yeah. he's an Olympic. I mean, yeah, that's like that's like one of the greatest combat athletes. Well, see, the thing is that I can't put uh, even though like I can't put Suhudo over over DJ. Like 
I think a lot of people of forget course, about yeah, him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh yeah, a lot, a lot of people, people. I mean, a lot of people forget about him. Yeah, they forget about uh, uh, Demetrius Johnson. Um, mm. uh, I know that name. Hey, yeah, you got hands. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's a gamer. Yeah, he's a gamer. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, a lot of people uh, over, you know, kind of forget about him as well. Yeah. Um, but that 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 is like my 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 top three. You know that I have. Yeah. But but I don't like don't get a mistake. I'm not going. John Jones is amazing. I mean, you look at the dudes he's knocked off. Uh, Daniel Cormier, uh, you know, finish him. Well, um, Machida. That was like the nastiest submission ever. Besides the one last uh, week where old dude had uh, jodied him. A uh, little Russian dude. Um, I forgot was the Jerry Neal. He had choked, gave him the rear naked choke, and Jerry Neal was just like he tweeted. He said, "I know he ain't just baby boy me." But um, yeah, when uh, John Jones had choked out Machida and just let him go and walked off, I was like, "That's cold." I'm like, "That wills Rampage Jackson." I mean, John Jones is the man. He's the man, and I just think right now with the heavyweight division, I ain't gonna take up too much more time. With the heavyweight division right now, he's gonna run through Steve. Like Steve is tailor made for him. Steve is forty years old. He, if you look at really Steve, he could have been a light heavyweight because he was small. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I think Steve is tailor made, and there's really no one else. I mean, Nagano was the guy he was supposed to fight. I was supposed to get a testament. But there's really no one else for Jones to fight, which I think is kind of another feather in the cap for GSP being the goal because the heavyweight division, like besides it was Francis and Steve, it's, and then, I mean, I knew he was going to be gone. It's kind of weak. It's kind of weak. So, yeah. That's why I'm just like, I figured he was going to do that to God. I'm like, he's going to do it. You know, he, he's going to take <laughs> him down and he's yeah. going to strangle him. After that, there's really no one else after um, Steve Pay. But, hey, I'm going to let y'all go. I'm going to keep listening. Once again, love the show. And uh, I know y'all about to talk about Ja later on. So <laughs> right, hey, we're going to be like, right. hey, <laughs> Ghost, you already know. Hey, you got the link. For those that see, Ghost got the link. He tapped in. If you ever want to tap in with us. And you can always go to bit.ly slash sports sushi, no spaces. Again, that's bit.ly slash sports sushi, no spaces. And if you're watching right now, be sure to hit that link. Subscribe, Ghost. Love you. Thank you. You know I'm going to fuck with you. Bro. And, uh, hey. Boys, take care, man. All right. Appreciate you, Ghost. Money calls, clothes, and oh, all of those. All right, man. But, yeah, man, that was um... – that was Ghost Man, a long-time listener of the show. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to wrap it up uh, with the MMA talk. Uh, we're going to move ahead. Uh, if you've been tuning in, we've been doing our draft spotlights leading up to the draft uh, with our two draft experts here. Uh, we've got Sterling Furlow and Sports Plug Russ. This week, we'll be doing linebackers. Um, so I will defer it to you two guys. So you guys take it away, baby. So, 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 you already know, no, no. This one's for the man in the middle. You already know what I'm talking about. So we got the linebackers. Uh, Sterling was gracious enough because he does all the studying and everything like that. I mean, I do too. But Sterling does a great job of giving us a good top five, even though sometimes I don't agree. But now it's not <laughs> our time to. I mean, you know, it's it's it, we 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 gonna go back and forth. But I have the I would have had the same uh, five guys. So I will tell you that did not need to add a sixth. I think this is a very crisp, nice list. I think we're just gonna get into. 
a discussion about probably the the first three guys, one through three, uh, even though all of them are really good. So let's start with number five. Number five is uh, Dayon Henley. Dayon Henley is a linebacker from Washington State. Uh, he actually, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, of course, guys, they are put on the GPA because, you know, you got to go to class to see if your ass passed. And so he did have an average of 128%, which is really, really good. Second highest um, on the board, uh, super athlete. Um, if you see him, Seaball uh, Get Ball is his name. Um, he got an A plus. He had a 4.0. Now, here's his stats. He blew me out the water. Solo tackles of 54. That lets you know that he was Seaball Get Ball. He's trying to beat her every time the ball is snapped. Um, assisted tackles, uh, he had 52, which means he does not give a fuck if he's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth guy to the ball. He's going to go to the ball, try to get to the ball. Um, <clears throat> he had 12 tackles for loss, uh, four sacks, one forced fumble. Um, he did have three passes deflected, which to me, when I look at this and when you look at watching him on film, you can kind of see that, okay, if I need to, I can put this guy in coverage. Um, Sterling will go a little bit more into that. As as you know, as we go forward. Uh, now, next uh, next up, we did have um, Noah Sewell. Um, now, uh, he's related to Penny Sewell, little brother, correct? Mm-hmm. No, I just make sure, I, like, you someone's it's his cousin. No, no, it's his little brother. People. Um, now, to me, he's going to be the one guy that we look at. He did not grade out well at all. Um, he didn't even average a letter grade, but. This is where this test, as I always tell people, when you look at the GPA, this can tell you where you can look at stats. And they might not always tell the full truth, because when you look at this kid, all you see is the Hulk. Square business, Um, especially when he wears that green Oregon jersey. But he only had 24 solo tackles, uh, 23 assisted tackles. Um, He only had five tackles for loss, one and a half sacks. Um, And he had uh, four passes defended, though. So that lets me know that he will get coverage. But a little bit of a low a low ceiling um now as far as the next guy up i was just gonna do all five and then we can go through all five after yeah. sterling you know what I'm saying? i think i switched it up a little bit Are you good? um and so we got the next one is uh actually this guy may, is not to me the best but he might be my favorite um it's Tua Tua henry um now Tua Tua henry went to alabama he averaged out a 105 percent. he got an a plus as well um now he had a 4.0 blah blah blah. now his solo tackles he had 45 solo tackles 49 of them were assisted he had five tackles for a loss um i'm sorry eight tackles for a loss and um two and a half tackle i mean two and a half sacks now he didn't have any interceptions any forced fumbles any passes defended but what i liked about him is consistency um that's the one word that came to mind with me for him uh before i let sterling dive into all these guys we got trenton simpson was number two on the list. Now, Trent Simpson, to me, is my number one. I really liked him um, just because he had, to me, a lot like another Clemson guy, Isaiah Simmons. Just put him on the fucking field. Um, athlete, athlete, athlete. He had a B, though. He averaged out with a B, 3.0. He had 41 tackles, 31 solo tackles, um, four tackles for a loss. He did have two and a half sacks as well. Um, no interceptions, but he did have two forced fumbles. He defended three passes. Um, and... So there's, there's his stats, uh, a B, as I said. Now, next we have Drew Sanders. Drew Sanders, um, he had 136. He graded out the highest, uh, 135 score overall. Again, the highest, A-plus um, in comparison. Second place is 127. 40 solo tackles, 63 assisted tackles. This man was everywhere. Um, 
nine uh through 13 tackles for a loss 13 and a half for a loss uh nine and a half sacks one interception three forced fumbles five passes defended um sterling i will let you release and go in on all five of these guys and tell america you can start five through one one through five just let us know yeah, I'm, let's go five through one. Uh, and, okay. and a guy that – so between Dalen and Henley, uh, I wanted to put Jack Campbell in here from Iowa. But oh, okay. uh, I think Henley and Campbell, they're 5A, 5B. But we'll, for tonight's sake of time, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Henley tonight. Uh, but, I mean, this dude, he's a former wide receiver and linebacker. So you see his ball skills on film. Uh, I think he's a very instinctual linebacker. Uh, he's not just a see ball, get ball, but he, he approaches the game with intelligence as well. Um, I, I, like I said, he has great ball skills. I, I think he um, his his ability to trigger downhill, uh, you know, and, and be used in different sets as a linebacker is intriguing uh, just because of his, again, he had a, you know, he, he played a, a little man's position at, you know, wide receiver and cornerback. So he possesses a lot of those movement skills. You can kind of tell when you watch him on film. Uh, he's an intriguing prospect. You know, he's six foot two, uh, 230 pounds. Uh, you know, he's, he's got, he's got good speed. Like I said, he's a, he's a good athlete as well. Um, you know, I think, you know, he's not a guy that's going to fight through the mud, like in terms of, you know, how he engages with offensive linemen yeah. on the move that those aren't his strong, uh, his strong suits. He's going to have to get better there at the next level. Uh, but I do think this is a guy that, that he's going to be a day two option, probably in the second, uh, and third round, probably more likely the third round. Um, but he, he's definitely one of those guys where you get him in the right system and you could develop him. He's Jimish. Yeah, he's got he, he like he's very close to the, the gym side. When I was watching the, the, that just it sprung out to me. I was like, yo, this guy is like fluid as hell. Like he yeah. just he like belongs on the hunted. Like he belongs on the football field. Like he knows what it's, what's up out there. It was, yeah. it was pretty cool. And sometimes when you look, when you evaluate linebacker play, uh, there's this thing that they you you know, this term called false steps. And, you know, he doesn't have false steps like he like I said, he's very instinctual. Um I, I do think he can improve when it comes to play diagnosis and recognition, but you know, when he knows his assignment and he know and he can sniff out what the defense is doing, he's, he's right there. He wastes no time of triggering downhill. So uh, that's one of the good things. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's a bit of a smaller linebacker at six foot two. You want to mm. see him a, a little bit taller than that. Um, and, and again, he's not going to be your stack linebacker to be able to shed uh, yeah. uh, an offensive lineman and, and, and go find somebody. But uh, I really do think he's an intriguing option. So that's why I have him at the number five. Um, I like got, a gadget backer. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like we had man, gadget running backs. He's like a gadget backer. But go ahead, my bad. Ideally, if you want to put him in on third downs just for his passing things alone, I think that's great if you – but I think you can get more out of him than that. Um, so he, he definitely needs to, to do better, at, uh, you know, in the run game. But uh, I, I think he's a guy you could build with. Uh, up next, you know, we got Noah Sewell. Um, this He had a disappointing season, if you ask me. Uh, prior to this season, you know, he was a lot of people's number one uh, linebacker recruit, you know, a prospect. Um you know, he's a – I think he's um, – as a defender, you know, he can – he's aggressive, right? You, you want to see your linebackers who, who are aggressive. They can play in the box. 
Um, mm. you know, he he's a, he's strong, you know, that he Samoan. These yeah. dudes are these dudes are really strong. So he can yes. defeat blocks, right? He, he's a guy that can can get in the linebacker, I mean, get in the offensive lineman and get him out the way. Um, you know, because he he's able to use that strength by displacing blockers. Um, and he can locate the ball. So he he this is another guy that's very instinctual. He has NFL bloodlines, as we know, his brother um is is the offensive tackle for the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think he does well in zone coverage. Um, you know, he he has really good eye discipline uh, and he can get proper depth in zones. Um, you know, I would say reasons to, to, to like, he's six foot two. He's not, so again, he's not as, he's yeah. not tall. He's going to, he's bigger though. So he's got some. Meat yeah, but physically bones. he's fine. You know, right. you don't look at him. You don't look at him and say he's slight. Now you look at him and say, two more inches higher, he'd be a monster. <laughs> yeah, uh, he had two more inches. If he's six four, you'd be like, damn, like you know. But he's he's a he's a I, I, I like I like I like his size, Pauls. Yeah, no, um, you know the thing about Sewell is you can use him in a lot of ways. I mean, he 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 excels in coverage. He could play a little man coverage on tight ends and stuff like that. So you know, he's a guy that that I think could be productive at the next level. Um, he plays with a hot motor, like his hair is on fire all the time, man. Uh, he can and he has pass rush ability. So, like, if you're a team that likes to use linebackers to rush the a gap, uh, this is a guy that you should be looking at because he can he can get that stuff done. So, um, I, I like him as a prospect. I expect him to go. Uh, I think he's another day two option. Um, you know, I think he goes second round though. Uh, you know, I don't I don't think he's going to go first round, but I think he's a hell of a prospect. And then we got Henry Toto. Um, this is another dude. I mean, this he transferred from the university. Wait, so it's Henry Toto. Okay, so I need to know because I've heard it both ways. I've watched film and I've watched people say Toto Henry, and I've watched people say Henry Toto, and I've seen it like equal amounts. So uh, what I've been told that it's Henry Toto. Okay, Toto. Okay. I don't it, tomato tomato. I don't give a shit what this nigga's name is. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm can you play football? Can you play football? No. Yeah, this dude, he's he's good, man. Uh, yeah, th- this guy, you know, he's another six foot two linebacker. Um, you know, he so like he started guy. off he started off awesome. at Tennessee, and then he he, he decided that he, it was better for him to go to a place like Alabama. Um, How has Tennessee not been to a playoff like all? I'm, okay, yeah, that's just that's a whole episode. We could do a thirty for thirty on Tennessee football, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Toa 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 Toa. Yeah, so I, I think he's one of the smarter linebackers in this draft class. Um, you know, he doesn't win with athleticism; he wins with smarts. Uh, kind of, I'm not saying he is this, but in terms of his his mental makeup, like Brian Urlacher, very smart, intuitive linebacker like him, mm-hmm. uh, and he he's a really good tackler. Uh, this is not a guy. He understands leverage. He understands angles. Um, yeah. You know, and he has he can move laterally too. So uh, he he's he's got decent speed. Uh, I don't think that he's a guy that that displays like great ball skills, but he's gonna be in the right position to make plays, right? Um, yeah. You know, I think this is a guy that you can make him your Mike linebacker in a four three. Um, I think he'd be best served there. Uh, you know. He can play will linebacker um, or in the slot if you if you absolutely need him to uh, in certain packages he could do that again I don't feel like he has the foot speed to keep up with some of these guys but he makes up for that with lateral quickness and closing speed um, you know 
I do feel like, you know, if you're looking for a linebacker, again, with instincts, you know, uh, I think he's your guy. You know, he's going to – he's not going to miss a lot of tackles. This dude is on the ball, see ball, get ball, and I got you. And he moves more Mm -hmm. laterally. I do think he needs to improve um, when when defending the run. He, I feel like at times – he has false steps, and he's not necessarily uh, – he needs to trust his eyes. He's not sure what he's seeing, right? Um, you know, getting off of blocks, I feel like, is a, is an issue for him. So those are a few things that he should improve at the next level. And he's a smaller linebacker. So, like, he's a polar opposite of uh, Sewell, who was 6'2", 253, whereas mm-hmm. he's 6'2", about 228, right? Yeah. So he doesn't have the speed to play safety. But he he has the instincts to play linebacker. If that makes you sense. know, you know who I thought of like they like literally when I was thinking of like watching him play and I was watching how like he's like robotic and kind of smart and consistent as hell. Teddy Bruschi. Now yeah. he's about he's about twenty pounds lighter, but like he looked like a guy that like he's not overwhelmingly athletic. He's not the fastest, but he's not going to get burnt. He can keep up. You know what I'm saying? Like, is he the best athlete? Nah, but he can keep up with everybody else. So like. Put him out there, and he's smart. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's what he can – like, when I saw him, I was like, he reminded me a lot of, like, a Teddy Bruce type. Like, he like does. he's not, he's not going to pop out like, whoa, but he's never going to fuck up. Like, like yeah. you're never going to see him just make a mistake that makes you go, oh, come on, man. He's always going to, like, play his gaps. He's always going to fill him up. He's always going to play his man. He's going to make the right read. Now, he may not just completely blow a play up, you know what I'm saying? But like, right. you know, he's not he's not gonna jump out the baby. But if you're looking for like your classic, I'm I'm saying he might be one of the better pros because I think he's gonna be super consistent. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you're wrong there, man. I feel like uh, you know, he he's one of those guys, he doesn't have the like the the competitiveness that that like Teddy Bruschi had. Like he mm-hmm. Teddy Bruschi was he he didn't have the physical ability nor nor the the speed, but he played with so much heart and and he was smart and instinctive. So that's a great comp, man. Uh, I, I love that. Next up, though, next up, these next two guys are they're good, man. They're different. really good. They're different. Creature, um, creature baby alert. Creature yeah. baby alert. Trent Simpson. I had to. So no. <laughs> uh, so. I have a, I wrote an article uh, this past that that posted today uh, about the Bills, you know, having to replace Tremaine Edmonds. Uh, Trenton Simpson was the guy that I pegged for the Bills, potentially one of three players that okay. I tagged to, to go to the Bills in round one. Trenton Simpson is that guy. Uh, this is a dude that he has taken snaps at safety. He can rush the passer. He's dynamic in coverage. Uh, he's got good ball skills. Like anything that you need him to do on defense, they asked him to do it at Clemson. I mean, he played all over the field. He's kind of positioned was just kind of like Isaiah Simmons, but I think he's more refined and polished as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, if if whoever drafts him can just say, hey, dude, you're going to play linebacker and I'm going to use you as a matchup defender on, on key certain third downs in terms of if we're playing against a team like, uh, with, with a really good tight end like Kansas City. You know, you might mm-hmm. be asked to do a few different things yes. with Travis Kelsey. You know, he's – Atlanta, Pitts. Yeah, he's a, he's a matchup nightmare. So, you know, this is a guy, uh, in my opinion, you know, that, again, he's very extremely versatile. You can put him uh, in, in many different packages. Um, you know, 
I feel like he's a guy that that sniffs out. He's really good against the run. I feel like he could sniff out the run. Uh, he could play in zone and in man coverage. Um, and I think he's a game breaker, man. He he's such an impressive athlete. Um, he ran a four, a four three nine at the combine, I believe, or four four one or something crazy like that. He he ran wide receiver mind. numbers. Yeah, he he is he's really just that good. Um, and, and the thing is, it's like, you know, you see guys like this uh, that are just extremely gifted athletes, but he he's a guy that, like, can finish a tackle. Like, he will light yes. you up. He's a good hitter, too. So it's like, damn. Football player. Where was the production last year at Clemson? So, well, Brent, as you know, Brent Venable, at, he left. I think that really hurt him. Uh, and that's you know, a and- – I was gonna, I was gonna say, as an Oklahoma fan and someone that's watched Brent Venables many a times, um, I think he just wants athletes, and you can tell this by Simmons, you can tell this by, um, uh, fuck, uh, uh, am I bad? Uh, Simpson, I almost said Sanders. You can tell that by Simpson now. Um, you can even tell that by a guy that plays for the Dallas Cowboys and Javon Curse. Like, so there's like a lot of these guys that come from Clemson. He likes to have these. What I, what I say is at some point in, in football, everybody, the Roy Williams of the world, yeah. Roy Williams from Oklahoma, those type guys ended up having to play linebacker. And for the longest, they were like in this purgatory. Brent Venables found a place for him because right. Isaiah Zim is that type of guy. Simpson's that type of guy. Like I said, Curse is that type of guy. And like you said, he's in, he was in no man's land. But when you watch, when you watch it, like there was a couple plays I saw one in particular. Like I saw him do like a looping. It was like a looping stunt, but not he didn't just go over like I guess he didn't just go over the tackle. He went over the whole offensive line formation and and blew up an option. Like so yeah. he cleared like nine ten yards of space between each hash and then blew up the play. So yeah, his athleticism sparks off the page. It shows. Yeah, man, he 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 stands at like six three two thirty five. Uh, you know, I think he's he's a guy that that like for a team like the Bills, I think he'd be perfect. Uh, you know, filling for Tremaine Edmonds. I I do think though that a team whoever drafts him, you can get him to play a more traditional style. I think you know when you're uh, a jack of all trades, right? You don't master anything. So they because Clemson yeah. had him doing so many different things. You know, I feel like there needs to be some more uh, development and refinement in there. So um, I think he's a guy that, that can, can definitely come in and be a star in this league, to be honest. Uh, but he's not even the best linebacker that's on this list, man. Uh, shall we get to him? According, according to you. <laughs> Look, now man. the next kid, go ahead. Yeah, no, he's nasty. The next cat's nasty. I give Listen, Drew Sanders. Okay. If y'all don't know who this cat is, y'all better look him up. This is a six foot five, two hundred and thirty some odd pound, uh, you know, linebacker man. Uh, he played in his career, okay, quarterback, tight end, wide receiver. I mean, so when you watch him on when you watch him on tape, you see like those kind of traits, okay. Um, you know, he he looks like a dude, like he he is. He is a freaking force of nature. Um, and he plays with such tenacity, man. Like, bro, when you watch him, like when he gets his landmarks, I'm telling you, man, he 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 is the best linebacker in this league. 
Um, you know, I do think that uh, he can he can rush off the edge. Um, you know, I think his athleticism is really good. Um, I, I feel like, you know, he's good at recognizing plays like play action and, and knowing kind of what's going on. And, and then he'll like one of the things I love about him is that like he can trigger and and, and like get there with, with, with ball carriers um, at the line, like really fast. Like he triggers downhill and he and, it, and the guy can hit, you know, uh, he Bro. has great length, like his arms, his, his, his catch rate. He built like, or the he way built he like a power is, forward. Yeah, man. Bro, uh, and I don't even think he's like at his best yet. That's the crazy thing about you know, I got another. I got another Russ Flair comp for you. Okay. And this is just when I first saw him. I was watching some film and I saw him from the from the back view and he was making a play and I said, he looks like a taller version of Sean Lee. I forgot how good Sean Lee was, man. And 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 the reason why I said that was because if you if you were a Cowboys fan, of course you saw a lot of them. And I'm a Cowboys fan, so I saw a whole lot of them. But it wasn't just the fact that Sean Lee was smart and all this other shit. Is that his body type looked more yeah. athletic than any other linebackers that you saw playing. And on top of this, he was fluid as hell, and he had that tenacity you talk about. And then and in this in this same play, I think it was against Mississippi State or Texas A&M. He throws the he throws the offensive lineman just boom swims him off bang. Now I do think he could work on his tackling, but that's just because he's in college and that's that's just his frame. His frame's gonna need to get a little bit more built on it. But dude's a monster. So he, yes, him at being yes, number one, I don't I can't hate you. I like Simpson more, but nah, Drew Drew uh, Sanders is a fucking animal. Yeah, an athlete. He's not gonna come in and play Mike linebacker. That's the thing, you know. Uh, I think, like I said, he's a good athlete, um, but he's not an exceptional athlete like the guy we just talked about. Um, you know, he has rare athletic traits. I think the way he moves laterally is is very impressive, um, and, and I think he's gonna give you some some really good reps on third down. Uh, I I, th- I think he needs to be a little stronger. I think you know for his size and frame. He doesn't always play uh, with that strength that you like to see, especially when he's trying mm-hmm. to disengage blocks from offensive linemen. That's kind of been a theme with the linebackers we mentioned about today about disengaging and getting these guys, the offensive linemen's hands off of you. But again, if you're looking for a size traits guy, uh, Drew Sanders is your dude. All right. So that was our top five for uh, our linebacker draft spotlight uh, for this week of Sports Sushi. Uh, Russ, could you take us to our uh, our next segment? It is either or, if I'm not mistaken. Do the dance, Boogie. Do the dance. Do the dance. Do the dance. Sterling, do the dance. Put that <laughs> shit on. It is time for the motherfucking either or. And you know what I'm talking about? Let me get myself the horn for the either or. Yeah, bitches. Either or, either or. So uh, basically what we got here is I got an either or today. Today I like to fuck with your minds a little bit. This is what I like to say. What you see on paper, what you saw in real life, let's mix that shit together and let's do an either or fight. We got Patrick Willis or Brian Urlacher. What you guys got? Oh, can I? Who you who you got, Boogie? Wait, um, before I start, do y'all want me to go through like the years played and stats? Because you know that's the story. <laughs> nah, we don't. Need, I don't need all that. Fuck it, then. Jump in, Patrick nigga. Willis. Patrick Willis, and it's not even close. Thank you. Look, man, Patrick Willis was one of the <laughs> first linebackers that we saw that, like, 
Yo, all the athletic stuff that we talk about for these young cats, Patrick Willis was a guy that brought it to the table every single game. Uh, he was the unquestioned heartbeat of that San Francisco 49ers team. He was a playmaker. He was great in pass coverage, and he will light your ass up. I mean, Patrick Willis is one of the best linebackers I think I've ever seen, Mike linebackers that I've ever seen in my life. Now, I, I think he had better athletic traits than Ray Lewis, but the problem with Patrick Willis is injuries. He didn't play that long, right? But Patrick Willis, man, he was one of my favorite linebackers, dude. He, he's that special. I agree. Right, so, uh, yeah. So uh, Chris says overall Willis, but Erlacher had more splash plays. Uh, Ghost says Willis, but you don't respect Erlacher. Uh, Keekly <laughs> 1.0. I mean, look. Um, Keekly's another day. I, yeah. Yeah. Keekly is. Look. That's another uh, day. Uh, that's a different human ghost. Yeah. We're going to leave Keekly out. This yeah. is about Willis and Erlacher. Yes. Yes. Let's just keep the, keep the scope very narrow here. <laughs> focused. Um, I think overall, you know, you know, I, I still got to go with P. Will, man. Patrick Willis, um, they oh, both, sweet. you know, you said what? Oh, I said, oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with Patrick Every, Willis. Everybody. Ah! That's a yeah. sports decision. Ah! We yeah. got a sweep. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, you know, and there's no, you know, disrespect to Erlacher, man, but, um, at all, at all, but by no means it's just, you know, I, I like, Erlacher would, you know, definitely, you know, pick it, but but so will P. Will. Like, P. Will would take that bitch and, and house that hoe. Him and the yeah. But they bitch Bro, that whole front <laughs> seven. Any, yeah. No, I, I got I got Patrick I got Patrick Willis, too. But I did want to, you know, as I always do, I like to give the stats and everything like that. So I'm going to do that before we move forward. Now I know that most people are going to say, God damn. So you all heard our choice. We, cho- we chose Patrick Willis. But you see matters. Um, Brian Erlacher was awesome too. Now, Patrick Willis only played seven years in the league, and Brian Erlacher played uh 12. So keep that in mind when you hear these because it is you know, so Brian and I gotta give Brian Erlacher's flowers too. So, um, so Brian Erlacher did have over a thousand tackles, 1046 to be exact, 315 assisted. He had 24 QB hits, he had two, uh, 138 tackles for loss, 41 and a half sacks, 11 forced fumbles, uh, 16 fumble recoveries, um, and two TDs, 22 interceptions, and two in, uh, TDs off those interceptions. Godlike stats, Hall of Fame numbers, shout out to that man and his uh, his numbers. Now, Patrick Willis, in seven years of competition, accumulated 700, 700, again, in seven years of competition, he in the NFL. He accumulated only seven, only seven. He accumulated seven hundred and thirty-three tackles solo, two hundred and seventeen tackles assisted. Just to let you guys know, he had only a hundred less assisted tackles than a man that played four more years than him, um, and at an All-Pro level. Um, he had uh, forty-one QB hits. That was double the amount that um, Erlacher had at twenty-four. Again. He played half the less more than half the amount of time this man played. Less than half the amount of time this man played. Um, let me see. We had uh, sixteen forced fumbles again. He had more forced fumbles than Brian Erlacher. He had twenty sacks, half the amount in about half the time. Um, he did have uh, let me see uh, sixty tackles for a loss. Brian Erlacher. 
You have 138. Can't fuck with you on that one, my bro. Uh, it's like 70 more. Uh, it is 70 more. Um, then, we had, then we had three forced fumbles. Um, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, 16 forced fumbles. We had zero TDs off of fumbles. But interesting stat, uh, Patrick Willis did have eight INTs with two of them for a touchdown. So there you have their stats. Um, I mean, there you have it. Uh, if you pick Brian Urlacher, you know, let us know. Put it in the comments. We ain't going to hate on you. It's a great pick. Uh, we would just like to know why, because this is a landslide on this on this side. Um, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a poet, but I don't even know it. But sometimes I like to show it. You know what happens. You know what I'm saying? If you like it, you can quote it. Um, but, you know, that's the either or for today. So everybody with us one more time, you got that either or. But at the end of the day, life is about choices. So make a choice, nigga. Uh, but, I, but, you know what I'm saying? That's either or. Make it big. Right. Put it in the comments. Hit that like. Subscribe. And let's continue. All right, so uh, we're going to go over to the NFL now. Um, uh, so the NFL Combine uh, started uh, getting underway. Uh, we have uh, some guys that fucking blew us away. Uh, some guys that underwhelmed. Um, but uh, let's get into um, these 40 times because that seems to be, you know, kind of... Well, really, let's just start with, with Anthony Richardson. I don't want to start right there. Um, Anthony Richardson mm-hmm. had... With Anthony Richardson, AR-15. Oh, yes. Uh, apparently, hey, Sterling. He's, he's We're still be, here, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, Anthony. They're saying he is going to be the number one guy uh, taking off the board. How about that? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sold. Me personally, I'm not sold. I don't sold. know about that. He's my favorite, but I didn't say I'd take him first. Yeah, they. I've had I've had a revelation after this after this weekend and watching a little bit more stuff. I've had a little bit of a a coming to CJ moment, I guess, if you will. We'll talk yeah. about it, but yeah, but go ahead. Anthony Richards showed the fuck out. I yeah. four four four. Yeah, uh, yeah. He ran a uh, he ran a four four. Uh, they they said that his his test numbers were great, um, but you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and defer to uh, Sterling. Because uh, this is his field of expertise. Yes, sir. I want to say, just let Sterling tell us about Anthony Richardson. You want, me, you, you want me to talk about Anthony Richardson? Yeah, man. I mean, we can go whatever. I mean, I guess well, we can start with him. No, no, yeah, I, I totally. Let's we'll start, we'll start with Richardson. You man. got a bag of goodies, nigga. We just want you to just start throwing candy to the people. Oh, uh, make it rain. Big, listen, I'm a big fan of what he was able to do at the Combine. And, and the fact that he had... He ran a four four. I think he had a forty inch vertical as well. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. He blew the water. He blew everything out of the water in terms of uh, physical measurables and athletic traits and ability. Um, you know, I just think that, albeit he can be a good quarterback, I feel like he is just not a guy that you you should expect to come in right now and be successful unless you have the right infrastructure in place. Meaning. You know, your head coach is probably – it could be offensive-minded or at least be with the guy, a really good offensive coordinator that can that really put him in situations to be successful. Um, I think he has one of the, the strongest arms in this draft. I mean, that's – I mean, he you saw what he did. He, he threw it from Bruh. the nine, and it hit to the 30 with ease, like with a flick with of the ease. wrist. Um, so we know the arm strength is there. You know, again, he's one of those guys that you have to account for every blade of grass when he's on the field because he can throw it. Now, it's just a matter of time to where he develops that consistency. I think for him, it stems with mechanics. So, um, but with what he did at the combine, I think, you know, he's going to go top 10 probably. Uh, Again, I don't see him going past uh, 12 or 13. Uh, But, 
look for teams like the Raiders to be, uh, you know, looking at him. I can't, can't wait yeah. till I mock. I can't wait till I mock. That's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Uh, so he was the guy that stood out to me. Um, I think that we should look at some of the wide receivers in this class. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of the combine just because people put so much stock and emphasis on 40 times what these guys do in these drills, right? And keep in mind that these are drills that these players train for in these drills, okay? But some of the things that you should keep an eye on uh, when it comes to, like, wide receivers is, like, three-cone drills. Like, Jackson Smith and Jigba, although he didn't run the 40, but what he did in those agility drills was phenomenal. Um, a guy like Jordan Addison didn't wow anybody with his 40 time. Uh, you know, there is, like, street speed, mm-hmm. right, and play speed, right? Yep. Like, your play speed matters. Like, here, here's a case of point where I, I'll bring this to light. A guy like Devin Hester – wasn't a burner. Like, if you had him run a 40, I don't think he, he run four 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 five, which is not a burner. Yes. But when you put him on the field, it's like Nobody's the dude ran a 4-2. It, it's, just, it's just different. And so I think people kind of put so much emphasis on these 40 times and, and all these measurables. But at the end of the day, you're just we playing football. And if right. you could do that, if you could play football, it don't matter. How many guys do we really look at and be like, but what was that nigga 40 time, though? When they're in yeah. the league and doing their thing, right? We, we really just don't. I think uh, for offensive linemen, defensive linemen, bench press reps are important because a lot of yeah. their, a lot of what they do has to do with strength. But um, I, I really do like uh, Zay Flowers. You know, Zay Flowers is a guy um, that, that I've been really high on. It's from a wide receiver. Boston College, right? Boston College, man. Yeah. Uh, I think he did really well. Quentin Johnson. No, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, you said, man, Marvin Mim showed. Oh, no, I was gonna get to him. I was oh, god, I was gonna say, that was my, that was my, hey, yeah. man. Yeah, Quentin Johnson was supposed to be six foot four, right? But he came in at six, two and a half. I don't think anybody really cares Whoa! about, about yeah, what his height is, but the, the way he high points a ball and his leaping ability, he, he had a, uh, a, a a vertical over 40 inches as well. So it doesn't matter if you're 6'2 or 6'4 with those athletic traits. That's you're crazy, be okay. though, to get that mixed up, though. Yeah. 6'2 or 6'4. But teams do it all the time. Yeah. All the time, right? They, 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 that's exactly what they do. You know, uh, Bryce Young came in at like 5'11, which they yeah. thought that he's listed at 6'6, six 6'1, six right? Yeah. So you, you're going to see stuff like that all the time. And, and it is what the, it's, it's what they do. Uh, but Marvin Mims is a guy, he's a three level threat at wide receiver. Uh, he could get it short, Thank you. he could get it intermediate, and he can go get it deep. Uh, you know, he's a guy because of oh, you had a down year. I feel like you know, teams slept on him, but he's a bona fide dog. He's probably going to get drafted in the second round, uh, as high as the second round, probably mid, mid second round. I mm-hmm. think he doesn't go any pa- anywhere past the third round. Uh, Marvin Mims really solidified himself as one of the better receivers in this class. And if you really want to, like, you know, kind of go shot for shot, I mean, I would even be okay with taking him over Josh Downs out of North Carolina. I just feel Thank like, you. I just Thank feel like, you. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm just saying I wasn't the only one, but I was one of them. You know, I've watched the kid play. You know, hey, now nah, he's a football player. But yes, he, I, I now – I I saw he had in-game speed, but me seeing him run a 4-3-8, I 
let me know that, like you said, like, oh, he trained for the drill too. Like, because you know when he gets in the game, he going to move fat, that fast or faster yeah. than that. I didn't even care about his 40 time. I wanted to see what did he look like in the gauntlet, right? He, he, he looked like he had soft hands there. Uh, so what you saw on film is what you saw at the combine, and you want those two to match up. Right, yeah. you don't want outliers that like, oh my God, look at this! How this guy tested, but you look at his film and he ain't done nothing. But True. Marvin Mims actually checked out, so I think he's he's going to climb up draft boards. I don't think he goes round one, which he could be better than some of these round one guys. Like I said, I feel like his game is probably he he has one of the more well rounded games mm-hmm. of any wide receiver in this class. Like he does, he does everything just good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. He's a jack of all trades. Every he season. is. He is. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say it's very interesting because as a fan, like I knew he had the gauntlet hands mm-hmm. as a because I've, I've watched a lot of Oklahoma games. But what I wanted to see him do was show that like y'all really got him fucked up. Not talking about him as one of the fastest receivers right. in the draft. And so when he ran it, I was like, "Thank you, point proven." Because you're right. Like the forty time to me, I really think they should run a forty with a football in their hand. Uh, me personally. I think that's how they should have to run it. Or either, really, I think, uh, if y'all, it's for sushi. So let me tell you my thought. I really think that they should, because we're going to get into what we think about the, the combine anyways, because we got these old linemen coming up. I think that wide receivers should have to catch a pass. And then once they catch the pass and make a football move, start timing their 40. I think that running back should have to take a handoff and then time their 40 after they take the handoff, ball in hand. Um, I think DB should have to run a 40 out of their back pedal. Um, like that should have to shuffle out and then turn and run it out of that. And they yeah. should definitely have to call it a 40. They should, they could call it just the DB 40. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that uh linebackers should have to run it in their stance. Like you stand in the linebacker stance. I think they should have to explode out of that stance and run their 40. Um, and wide receive wide receivers are the only ones I think you could put in the track stance, but I think they should have to stand straight up like they would on the line. Yeah. Um, but that, I think they should make those kind of changes to the 40. But leading into, I guess, our next topic, which is the old lineman, unless you had any other guys. Oh, Cedric Tillman, I wish you would have ran faster, but I still have high hopes. And Jalen Hyatt, 4-4 is really good. But when you're touted as a burner, um, it does not do good for your draft stock when things like that happen. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's that's I'm a 40 guy just because I, it's fun to me and because everything else in the combine to me is it's, the combine to me is fun. I get what I want off a of film. Like, if you can play, I'm going to see it when I watch you play football. So the I, I enjoy the combine for what it's the, for the events that I find the most fun. But as far as offensive linemen, yeah. Boogie, you can yeah. kick us off. And so, uh, what, what's our next topic? That's, are, we, are we talking offensive linemen in the combine? Yes, yes. yes. Okay, so, so Boogie, Andrew, yeah. Andrew Voorhees is a guy who tore his ACL at the combine, but he put up 38 uh, uh, reps on the on the bench press, which is really good. Uh, you know, he's not going to be able to play this coming season. But I think he's a guy that now, you know, a guy that I had pegged probably in the third round, second, third round, now is probably going to get drafted in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, so someone who's willing to take a flyer on him and, and can rehab him properly is going to get a really good uh, guard, starting level guard. Um, I think uh, some notables here, Peter Skaronsky, um, he had 30 reps on the bench press. Uh Cody Mock is a guy who had 29 reps. Also, Olu Oluwatimi, Remington Award winner from Michigan, also had 29 reps. Um, someone who you want to 
it's like he did not have a great combine was Osiris Torrance. You know, he came in with only 23 reps uh, on the bench press. You know, you would want mm-hmm. him, someone that size, you would want him to, like, really, like – Try harder. So, it's something. I don't know what it is, but you, you expect a little more. Um, you know, like, the 20-yard shuttle is a, is a good uh, – measurement for these guys some note notable standouts cody mock the dude with no teeth in the front it just looks he <laughs> just looks crazy out of uh north dakota dakota state i believe his it was four five five for him um tyler steen showed well here uh luke weipler if you're looking for a, a guard center out of ohio state looked good um and then you know if you if you want to talk like three cone drill which is my favorite cody mock again stood out here uh, him and John Gaines a second. John Gaines is going to go as a, a day three option, but Cody Mock stood out here with a seven three three. Um, and then if you want to talk about like a guy that I'm no sorry, one... Cody Cody Mock like he he either going to do football or it's meth. That's what's I... coming next. Cody Mock he ain't got no two foot deep boogie. Like nah, but and he he killing it because he need to. Yeah, that man got two choices. It's football or the other way. It's football and man. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> and his teeth. Yeah, man. No, I just, if, if you don't get a chance, go look up. Go look up Mr. Mock. Yeah, he just—he looks like Santa Claus's son with red hair that he just—he just didn't. They fair to launch. You could be a hockey player. You know those hockey players. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, hockey player. They do lose yeah, speaking of hockey, uh, they, I seen JJ Watt on, on the ice. I was like, yeah, that's a guy I, I, I don't want to fuck with. I don't want to fuck with. Let's get back. Yeah, let's get back. Because the main topic you had for the, the uh, So, Brake Freeland is the offensive tackle that I think will go uh, day three. But this dude's vertical was a 37 inches white boy. 37 inch vertical Damn. as the offensive lineman. I thought that was pretty dope. So yeah. those are those are some of the, the guys that I, I had pegged. Uh, you know, from a four, like from pure 40 yard dash that really doesn't matter for offensive linemen. Yes. You could talk about Broderick Jones boogie. Uh that's your guy with a four nine seven. And we all yeah. knew that he was gonna be the best athletically gifted offensive lineman in this class uh and he showed that so uh, i think he solidified a, his his take as yeah. a as a top 15 overall selection I just, but, but a, I just, a 40 time for o-line is about as useful as just just it's not useful as like a third asshole you don't need it yeah it's, it's I, I, no purpose I, i'm i'm just i just i just don't know why and i know the guy tore his acl and i hate that for him and i don't know why they have them doing this there's there's other drills that matter more. Um, yeah, and, and I, I just don't know why they they knowingly. This is one thing about football. I guess yeah, football a lot. How they knowingly do things that you just know, like you have the solution. Like you can do something else. Just don't have them run forties. Don't have them do these live one on ones without pads. Like there's nothing really for that except for people to see two big-ass humans fight yeah. against each other. And it's like, in what game scenario are you going to have your lineman running 40 yards hard for? It's like... You're not. You're not. I would actually, I would actually have a drill where I had a dude with, like, one of them... One of them... Um, what's it called? One of them uh, big-ass uh, uh, brooms with the tennis ball at the end. Yeah. And had them niggas run, run and chase the tennis ball. I'd be like, can you pull, nigga? Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Can you pull? Hut, then run. Like you gotta come on, nigga. You gotta block the 
you got to come block the tennis ball. And I want to see him shuffle his big ass out there and go get it. Like Trey Williams, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm serious, though. There's a, there's a lot of – there's a yeah, you got to – you know if you do an offensive lineman, you got to get the hands, nigga, get the hands. I, if, if I if I was – no, nah, real talk, I would have uh, – I'd have them niggas play one-on-one basketball. Yeah. I'd be like, because, hey, you niggas slide your feet. Yeah. Why, hey. why do you sound like Charleston White right now? I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't want to sound anything like Charleston White. I, I don't know. I'm just going to apologize. So you know what? He be making some points sometimes, but he be crazy. No, Charleston man got a, got a way of saying shit, dog. But, uh, Fat Boogie, that's the best way yeah. of saying it. He got a way that's of saying the, that's, You got a way of yeah. saying it. But he right. Yeah. That, that dude's right. Yeah, he be right, Sometimes, though. I, I think careful. he's getting a little. He's getting a little out of let's hand. Be, let's now. be yeah. careful about that R word. He he yeah. has some points. I don't want to say the R yeah. word, but he has yeah. some points. Yeah, um, yeah. he he. Uh, niggas like that can't get too much power. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it makes niggas drink. It make niggas drink Kool Aid. <laughs> what? We'll have to do a show on him in the summer about all oh, yes. like just well, the. Yeah, we got to do a show on a lot of things. <laughs> all right, so um, oh nigga, the life podcast needs to come. All right, man. Look, we got, um, we got our free agency uh segment uh coming up. Uh, yes, sir. The free agency is underway. It's been some signings uh, already. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna be real with you. Uh, I'm not enthusiastic about a, a couple <laughs> of these um these signings. Uh, I had to scoot up on this one. I ain't really yeah, too enthusiastic see. about it. Uh, but uh, let's just go ahead. Uh, there's some rumors around going around. Uh, some guys that are uh, might be on the move uh, haven't haven't yet been dealt yet. Um, so let's start with Lamar Jackson, man. Um, it's, they, they just gave him the non-exclusive tag to where he can, you know, seek uh, other teams where he would be where the Ravens would be compensated uh, if he were to sign or a chance to match the offer. Um, what do you guys think is going to happen with the uh, Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Chris, shut up. We don't want to hear what you guys say. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. We already know what you think, Chris. Well, first of all, Chris needs to go see if he could trade for Lamar Jackson or Manly so he can stop all that crying he's doing <laughs> with that quarterback he's got. Oh, yeah, I have nothing don't, to don't say. Think I, don't think I didn't hear what you said of when we were playing, Chris. I heard oh. everything. So this oh. is why we're going to get to that later. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, he's a guy that uh, – why – so he, uh, the, the last podcast I was on before this show, we talked about Lamar Jackson and this whole why are the <laughs> – why are the Green Bay Packers – okay – and the New York Jets talking about trade for Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Jets, why wouldn't you go get Lamar Jackson? What I, I don't understand. And then you got collusion, right? And then you have Sorry. you know Slip you have them reporting, times. reporting <laughs> like six teams come out and say they're not interested. What? Are you, Bro, but, it's but so you, obvious. But you'll sign you'll sign Geno Smith to a hundred million dollar contract. You'll go sign daniel jones to a hundred million dollar contract but you mean to tell me there's no market for lamar jackson who's out Bro, no let's label a year ago a year ago you motherfuckers was willing to give deshaun watson 250 million dollars guaranteed atlanta and you knew that he had all the alley the allegations atlanta and you still wanted him atlanta and now you have a guy i'm not, i'm sorry deshaun watson do you have an mp mvp no, you got a bunch of dirty towels and some secrets. 
And you got $250 million guaranteed? And my man Lamar can't get shit? Come on, cuz. Collusion. I'm going to say collusion. And I'm and, and the weakest excuse I heard was, well, the owners don't want to sign an offer sheet and do the work for the Ravens. Motherfucker, it's pencil to paper. I'm going to pay him this much. You going to do it, nigga? No. Okay, then he's my player. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not this big... The NFL and NFL teams have a way of making their like what they're doing seem like the right way, and this should be the what what you should think. And like when you really take a step back, you don't have to like a player or nothing. I was talking to someone today, and I just made him take a step back and say like everything that these these teams put out here for the most part is bullshit. Like right. if you don't want Lamar Jackson, it's because he didn't play all of his games, and you think he's gonna get hurt because he's a running quarterback. I respect that. Or you don't want to give up two first-round draft picks, which I can respect that, too, because Caleb Williams is about to come out this bitch, and he's better than all these niggas. Y'all heard me say it. I'm going to say it again. You know what I'm saying? Caleb Williams is better than all these niggas. Um, but no, I, I just, Shut up about Caleb Williams because we ain't talking about him yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, when, it, when it comes up, it comes up. It's the truth. And if it's the truth, it's a fact. And if it's facts, I got to spit it. You gotta, no, I think that this, this Lamar Jackson thing is just – it's just getting to a point where yeah. we all know what it is. It's way too obvious. And I'm, I'm here like, why? Like, why are y'all going through this? You're going through a period where you have to deal with the fact that these contracts are going to change. If you don't want to give him 250 that's fine. And word on the street is, he didn't say you had to give him 250 Y'all trying to give him 139 What the fuck are we doing? Kyler got 189 so someone's lying because they're saying we offered him more. Well, what what was it? What was his high number? Because they saying that y'all offered them this low ass number at one thirty nine, right. and so I, I'm I, I really think it's a it's a mixed a mixed effort between the owners and the NFL uh, trying to make sure that they keep agents around for what agents do. And and I, I and I have love for all it because everybody can't represent themselves. Uh, and if you ain't got Dawi, then I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, my nigga. I'm sorry, but Dawi's the best. That's David Mulligetta. He's the best. He's the best uh, that's out there. Jalen Ramsey's um, uh, agent. You know what I'm saying? And you know when it comes to that money, he gonna make them dance, dance. You know what I'm saying? But if you can't, if you don't need. Yeah, if you can't get a guy like that, or do, or there's a young, there's a woman that does it too. And I'm sorry, I do not remember her name. Especially mad that I don't remember her on National Women's Day. But there's also a woman that does a lot of the African American men's uh, agents. But if you can't get one of them, and you do decide to represent yourself, you should be able to. And the NFL should not be able to do this. They're trying to make sure that nobody is able to get the money that they are worth on the open market because that ticket is high. But let me tell you guys, before I let Sterling go and Boogie go some more, I watch soccer. These niggas ain't paying a ticket. If you want to know how much it costs for a fucking superstar, you need to go watch how much these soccer players are getting paid. And so I get it. I really I really love it. And yes, uh, yes, Sharar, you are right. If Lamar Jackson, I'm going to tell you 100%. You ain't know you heard from Sushi. If you want to get the maximum dollar that you can get, call my nigga Dawi. Call David Muligeta. And he's going to make it happen because he's going to make them dance. Like Sambo's dance. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? So, nah, but he nah, he can make it happen. And, and uh, But if you don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's like, don't get an agent. Like, if you have, if you want to and go get an agent like that, go get a super agent. If you can't, 
then bro, then like do your thing. But these NFL teams can't block you out. Lamar, this is crazy. Atlanta, you need a, the pet Sterling, the pet, the Panthers, the pet, the, the, the Panthers are saying we we out. Nigga out on what? Exactly. What? Exactly. What? The that's like the virgin. That's like the virgin saying, I'm good on the train. What you saving yourself for what? Who? What what are you doing? Nah, nigga, come on. This your time. Like, no, no, like, nah, man. I'm I, I don't know, bro. It's it's this it's I know I know and I, I don't know. We know, but it's ridiculous, man. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um uh, look. Lamar is a got 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 hit with the franchise. Um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is still uh, kind of in the wind. Um, the Jets are trying to court him heavy, but the Jets. Oh my are, bad, we forgot. It, it's our duty because someone asked me today to explain this, and so I said, "Oh shit, people don't know what it is." So he got hit with the non-exclusive tag, people. So the non-exclusive tag means that a team is allowed to give him an offer sheet if the offer sheet is something that um, Lamar Jackson likes. He's allowed to say, "I like it." So. For example, and it's let's go back. Rewind. My bad. So the exclusive franchise tag means that a team is allowed to offer him an offer sheet if the if uh, Lamar Jackson likes it, and then he's able to send it off to the to the Ravens. If the Ravens think that they can match it or want to match it, they match it. He plays for the Ravens. If the Ravens don't want to match it, he plays for said team. Example: If the Houston Texans were to say, "Hey man, we're going to give you two hundred million dollars guaranteed," and yada yada yada, you like this contract? Lamar said, "I like it. I want to be a Houston Texan." The, the Ravens have the opportunity to say, no, we think that contract is cool. It's substantial. We'll do it. They can sign it or they can say, fuck that. Pack your bags. You go on to the H-Town and you go sip and serve. Southwest AP Texas stand up. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, about it. I just wanted to explain it because someone asked me today and I realized that some people don't know the difference between the two tags. Of course, the uh, exclusive franchise tag means, nigga, you're Tony Pollard. We tagged you and we going to get paid, was it top five yes. percent? Yeah, top five percent in the league. You're gonna so you're gonna get a bag, but it's not gonna be what you would have got um in the open market because of yeah. course in the open market you people are just paying and yeah. all these other things in your contract. Kind of straight up a straight up like this is what you're gonna get. Yeah. Um but yeah, um so uh let's get into um uh the other guy that got signed, um goddamn uh fucking Derek Carr. Oh wow! Um, the fact so, that you're already negative about bro, that. Bro, he's mad. Well, okay, the okay, fact is going okay, down, and I, okay, and I happen to—I'm okay. on the total it, opposite side. Mid. So tell me your it's reasons, mid. boogie. It's mid. It's mid. All right. It ain't it's, mid though. It's it ain't mid, mid it's though. Super mid. What you expect? Right? It's not mid. What are you expecting? Okay, let me ask you. Okay, boogie. Let me ask you a question. Let me just say this. All right, look. No, can I ask you a question? Because I want to put this in perspective before you get into the Saints of it all. Because you got facts, and I just got jokes. So let me get this off my chest real quick. Mm-hmm. So Boogie, if I was to take you to a crib, right, and they was to have all the OG Kush that you could see, the the best of the best, right? But the, but they said you can't roll now now not a blunt. But the person they had rolling it was terrible. Like every blunt had holes in it, it was horrible. You couldn't get to get a smoke off, right? You wouldn't you say it was mid, right? The weed's not mid. The Oakland Raiders was mid. Nah, it wasn't man. his fault that Henry Ruggs got in all them, got into trouble. It wasn't his fault that the other DB got into trouble. It was not his fault that they got rid of Zay Jones and all of his other targets. Like, that wasn't really his fault. The coaching, he had six coaches. Y'all have some stability. Y'all have the guy that drafted him. Okay. The floor now, is yours. Now, I'm going to say this. Now, it has nothing to do with really uh, 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Ghost. Damn. Y'all both Saints fan too. That's they're, they're both Saints fan. No. Nah, uh, nah. Sterling, just to let you know. Nah, that I'm, that's I'm, Saints I'm country this, saying it's mid. Now nah, I'm gonna say this is why. And then it's the price tag and it's it's it's, it's okay. the cost and, okay. and the timing of everything. Like you give him four years and 150 million dollars, so you have a four-year commitment to him now. And it is a pricey tag, and you know that you know you kind of hemorrhage your money every year. You're restructuring contracts, so this tells me that you know, hey, Michael Thomas is pretty much gone. Um, he has not um, has not uh, played, you know, in quite some time, so he's gone. Um, Come to Dallas, Michael Davenport, Michael Davenport, the guy <laughs> that you that you you paid two first round uh, picks for. Never got a return on him. Uh, he's, he's out there without an offer. So um, you're going to lose pieces, man, you know, because of this. It's going to be a byproduct. And, I mean, look, I don't think that, you know, that Derek Carr – I mean, granted, it's an upgrade from, you know, James Winston. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's all a of them. De- definitely upgrade. Definitely upgrade. And you, you bring some accuracy to the position, but, like, you know – I'm pretty sure you're going to start losing some pieces because of the contract, and that that that's my thing about it. Like you know, I much rather, like I said in the past couple of episodes, I much rather them take a Hendon Hooker at the 29th position if he's there. Um, what about both? What I don't think they do both, even though they should. Like they should have. Let's but that, that's the thing is, that, yeah, they, they, you know, they're going to have that means that, you know, Hooker's going to sit four years, you know, waiting. And I, I doubt that, you know, you know, he's, he's going to, he's going to, I mean, is, is, is he going to sit? Is he, uh, here's how I view it. Is he really going to sit for four years? Like, well, is, I mean, I, I'm just saying, Derek, because, Carr, Derek Carr got a four year contract, but is it going to be four years? I'm, I'm, I'm hoping it is a two year thing that they're, they're, they're trying to run with him. Because the way, because the way you, the way you see it as happening, yeah. it's like, it's, yeah. if he gonna, if he ain't gonna play good, yeah, he ain't gonna be there for four years. So only um, way, he's, only way he's gonna be there for four years is if y'all making the playoffs consistently and going deep into them. And and I just, you know, that that's that's pretty much what I I my wish list and my wish list is going to always be a fucking quarterback until they they get one in there. Uh, I don't really care for veterans coming in, you know, and sitting in space for, you know, give me the long-term answer. I don't want a fucking three-year Band-Aid, you know, give me the fucking answer, all right? So, um, <laughs> you saw the girl's eyes, you saw the job. <laughs> so, hey, Alvin uh, Kamara is serious, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's what, um, that's where I, I'm, I'm, I'm at with it, um. With the same, I still love um, T. Cooper, but that's I, said, a, I mean that that sucks for you guys. Look, I feel, <laughs> I, I've always said if you don't have a quarterback, your roster is incomplete. However, I think you got to keep in the you know, and I'm not a Saints fan, but you could answer this question better than I could. But it's like, what is your ultimate goal? Are you well, looking to just win games now? And uh, they are all in every single year. So I don't know what roster they're looking at, Sterling, but they feel that hey, we can make it <laughs> every single okay, day. But let, okay, but let me ask so, you this. <laughs> go ahead, Sterling. My bad. Let go me and let me add this and I'll let you go. You should look at it from a different lens for the simple fact that the the NFC is not the AFC, and any team in the NFC has a shot to make it to the Super Bowl 
And I feel like the Saints have some some solid pieces. They, they do need to do some more roster construction. But you got a young wide receiver in Olave. You got some mm-hmm. some decent offensive linemen. You know, defensively, they, they're good enough. They it's put it together. Enough. The Saints yeah. always put it together. You have a chance. Like, but I agree. Like, they definitely need to invest some of that capital in getting a, a, a quarterback and, and leveraging yourself for, for a $100 million contract with Derek Carr. That's pretty sizable for a guy that is an average to good quarterback at best. Thank you. Okay, here's, here's, here's how I see it. So you're a fan of your team, right? More right, buddy? Right. <laughs> right. You're a fan yes, of your team. All right. So, and, and, I, and I get into these I get into these discussions all the time because I have a homie of mine that really, he, he I always make a shit joke and be like, yo, yo, you believe in selling hope because you're always ready for the draft. But to me, I feel like if you sign Derek Carr, right, you're not only showing, showing and trying like he's not, a, I don't know where this Derek Carr is not a good, not saying y'all said it, but like this thing in the air that like Derek Carr is not nice at quarterback is, is bullshit. Like it is like the dude can play the position. He can play the position at a high level. He's been in an un, incompetent organization. And I believe that matters. I believe when he gets to the saints, it's going to get competent. They put it together on defense. Their defense is never just shit. Y'all always have a defense that keeps your offense in games, but y'all don't ever have a fucking quarterback. Y'all had a tight end wide receiver slash whatever you need playing quarterback for a little bit. Then you tried to resurrect Jameis, you know what I'm saying? And that didn't really work. And, he, and I mean, he tried. He really got hurt. That's what happened. He really was doing good. He got hurt. Michael Thomas was hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I, and I, and I have the things I said about him, but I don't think he's a bad football player. I think he's really good at receiver. But it was like you said, y'all got a young wide receiver. Um, I do believe that the at, at worst, which is at best, if Derek Carr sucks, y'all lose a bunch of games. Y'all got y'all's draft picks, correct? Yeah, they correct. So right now, the Saints have twenty nine and forty, and I believe they got seventy one. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying picks? they still oh, okay. I'm saying, but carrying forward, they haven't traded any of their draft picks for anybody. I think uh, so. Yeah. This, Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, like a, a third or a second. Like, but you, you have your first. You have your yeah. first. Like your first. 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 So pick this. This far. So this far. Uh, you know I'm going. Th- and Sterling, you know I'm about to go with this. So peep this. Peep this. Right. Derek Carr goes out there, right, and scum buckets and just plummets. Right. Next year, y'all go fucking two and fifteen. Right. Mm-hmm. You can get Caleb Williams. You always the greatest nigga ever. You always like, you know what and if y'all and, and if America, if y'all think that every team is not going after quarterbacks and taking a couple steps back because they ain't looking, and they saying, look, in one year we have a chance to draft Caleb Williams, Queen Ewers, and there'll be some other guys out there that we'll find about later on down the line, and even I'm missing some guys. And then the year after that, you'll be able to go after fucking Arch Manning. Like, so I mean. Like it's it's these quarterbacks are coming in. The new wave of the NFL is to have a guy that you don't have to pay a lot of money. But if you don't have a guy, you got to pay a guy and you got to do some sort of bridge. I just I don't think that the Saints are in a bad position, because if he does fuck up and y'all suck his contract, maybe four years, he going to be out of there, too. And within those two, you're going to lose a shit ton of games. Like the thing with the Saints is this is that uh, they're always uh essentially what they're trying to do is they're trying to do a rebuild on the fly while they're trying to stay competitive. And this is something that hasn't never been done. So I don't have a lot of faith in it getting done right. So like, that's why whenever you ask me, I'm like, okay, playoffs is, is pretty much, it sounds pretty good. If they make the playoffs, 
to me, that's a win. Considering, you know, what they're they're dealing with and what they're trying to do uh, with this roster and moving forward. Uh, but, I mean, look, uh, I'm more of a wait-and-see guy, you know. But, I, I, I mean, the games were close whenever you had um, um, Andy Dalton there last season. You know, I think a lot of the point differential or the point margin was – uh, under a touchdown for a, a handful of their games, so they they were they were in it, you know, uh, for the most part. But um, I mean, bringing in Derek Carr does bring stability there um, for the time being. Um, now, you know, if he comes out here, you know, and shits the bed, then hey, you know, you know, we bought it, and we got to sleep with it. So, um, but you get your pick, yeah, you know, and that's why you know got See, your pick. Was he, I'm, I'm that, looking. I was just, I'm looking at it from if I was the GM, right? And this is y'all gonna be like, damn, Russ, you get kind of scummy. But like, if I'm your GM, I'm trying to find a way to please the fans and set myself up. Mm-hmm. Like, and Derek Carr is the perfect way to do this. If Derek Carr has the season of a lifetime, fucking genius. He has season of a lifetime. If he doesn't, oh, fuck. We lost a lot of games. I'm drafting Quinn Ewers or, or Caleb, Caleb Williams. Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've bought myself an extra couple years as the GM. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you you may be right, and I think me, you, and Sterling all would agree. We don't think that he's going to carry the Saints to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But if y'all go to the second round of the playoffs, is he wrong? It's not going to be, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to be wrong. And if y'all lose a bunch of games, he Caleb Williams. Yeah, see, yeah. Right. Ghost is right. Uh, he says we don't know how to lose. We always win at least seven games where we'll get the dreaded mid-round pick. And that's something that we always get. You know, that's how we were always – whenever Mickey Loomis asked for a, a price tag for Sean Payton, the price tag wasn't I want a high first-round pick. He said I want something mid to late. <laughs> because but, that's, you, but y'all, y'all's greatness came from a free agent quarterback yeah. acquisition. Yeah, and I'm mean, in the same know. type of I wanna, in the same type of situation. They was down on Drew Brees. I'm not saying that he's gonna go win a Super Bowl for the Saints, but I'm saying, and looking at the, how the Jets are trying to acquire players, and looking at what the Packers are doing, a lot of a lot of people like to follow narratives that we've already seen once. You know the classic saying: if you don't know your history, you're damned to repeat it. We have a we have a we have a, a Green Bay Packers quarterback looking to go to the Jets. We have the Saints looking to acquire a quarterback from near the West Coast. The first one was on the West Coast in San Diego. This one's in Vegas. So we're over on the West side, and they're trying to acquire a guy that people are down on, you know what I'm saying, and bring him back up um, with a coach that has faith in him. So, like, I, I just – I read read what's in the TV. You know what I mean? Like saying, I mean, I find it kind of corny that this shit goes down, but I can most definitely see Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and having a mediocre season, uh, but it being entertaining. And I can most definitely see Derek Carr going to the Saints and lighting that bitch up. It just yeah. depends on the skill position players that they go get. Because mm-hmm. if they go out here in this draft and they go get him a couple receivers, yeah, I think they're going they, to get a tight end. I think that you yeah, know, it, it, yeah, they're saying that there's some get, of those in there too. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, if they go in there and make that happen and get, I think it's all about you got Derek Carr, you got some picks weapons like go give him go get him guns go get him bombs missiles get him the things that he needs don't depend on him a lot like i say about Dak prescott too don't depend on him to carry these motherfuckers go give him the biggest weapon that you can find if you can find the nuke that he pushes the button and it goes boom 
go find that. If you can find him a Kyle Pitts in the draft, go find him that. You know what I'm saying? Like, go get him someone that's going to elevate that game because Alvin Kamara is coming back, correct? Uh, as of right now, yes. Um, that's what I'm saying. As of right now, yeah. Yes, yeah, as of right now, yes. So we don't know uh, how long he might be suspended for, if 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 any. But uh, it's still yet to be. I'm sorry. Time. I'm I'm sorry. I just saw something come up on my screen by Chris, and it was blasphemy because <laughs> y'all know how I feel about Brett Favre. Um, because he steals from poor people from my part of town. Wait a minute. <laughs> Where is it, Chris? Because I I want to see what you said. Because you said something about um, comparing Aaron Rodgers the Great. He said, "Stop it!" If you heard this one, Packer QB legend with a uh, one in one Super Bowl record gets shipped off to the Jets. He's basically saying that uh, uh, the same thing. Yeah, the same thing. Oh, I thought he was taking breath. Okay, Chris, we agree. Fuck both of them. But yeah, no, no, we agree. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And and I say, fuck both of y'all with the most respect ever. Uh, except for you, Brett Favre, because allegedly you do a lot of whole ass shit, and uh, I don't fuck with you at all. Mm, yeah. Mississippi burning, and I hope you burn with it. So, all right, so let's let's move on um, to the NBA. Um, if you've been hiding underneath the rock, you will know that uh, John Morant has uh, has uh, gotten suspended. You know, last week I know Sterling said he didn't want to say anything or speak anything about John Morant, but here we are, brother. John Morant, <laughs> front seven. First thing on the NBA docket. Um, <laughs> man. This um, nigga, man. Go ahead, brother. I was on that Starling Star. I knew it was going to be a this nigga. I was, I was going to wait for it. I knew this nigga. Hey, mm. Well, I feel like I have to talk about it because he did have flashing that gun in Denver is where he was when he got in trouble. Okay. Uh, first of all, you had to have the gun on on NBA property, on the premise, on the plane, in the arena. Uh, I think if they don't, if he didn't learn anything from the Crittington Arenas situation, I'm still upset. He was holding feel, the gun like this. <laughs> Who holds the gun like he this? He was holding it like it was a purse, bro. <laughs> he was holding it like this. Like, <laughs> like, what like, the fuck bro. are you doing? Your life ain't in danger. And and I don't care what he's talking about. Now, I've never been in this position, but y'all don't know, like it was a y'all don't know the life that I have to live. Nigga, you made, you were worth 200 and some odd million dollars. Nigga, stop. Just stop, <laughs> you, No one asked you to go to the trenches. No one asked you to go hang out with CMG. No one that asked you if you was a fourth member of Three Six Mafia, nigga. <laughs> Bro, that nigga went out there and said, hey, man, he went to the club, and there was a, you know, when you leave the club, you can clearly see you be drunk, but there'll be a part of the parking lot that's lit up, and there's a part that's dark. John went to the part that was dark and said, yo, can I ride with y'all? And them niggas said, shit, nigga, if you want to. Come on, nigga. Hey, John. No, man, hey. Nah, John Moran it's just, it's, it's, I love it in the sense that the, the Grizzlies are going to suck. They're going to suck ass. And, and and that's what they get for being tough fake guys. Or fake tough guys. You in the West? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. And, like, and, and I, was, I, was, I, was, I was... Go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying, like, um, the, the the video, I seen the video, and I was just like, you know... Uh, excuse me. There was another video I think he released maybe a little shortly after the, uh, uh, the suspension announcement was uh, announced where he was, I think, maybe like on a... A, a private plane and he had a fucking bottle of fucking bro uh, uh, i was gonna get into that 
Yes, bro. Uh, Casamigos. Casamigos, bro. And he, and he Respondio, whatever the fucking uh, shit is. And he was tilting that bitch up and was drinking that hole like it was water. I said, yeah, bro. I've been around alcoholism and niggas with drinking problems, and that shit looks very familiar. Not saying yes. that you, that you you alcoholic, but nigga, if you out there turning up all oh no, he is like that. No, he is. He is. He needs to get that shit worked out. Yeah, um, I can go. I, I've been around it, been in it, been of it. Um, yeah. I've chugged a bottle to myself. Um, yeah, brother, man, I hope he gets help. They said he is trying to get help, but uh, I, I saw that, and I immediately was like, yeah, um, yeah, he got an issue. You know what I'm saying? But beyond that, I would also say let's look further into the team, not as far as for punishment-wise, but um, if one guy in the team is getting down like that, then please believe um, a lot of guys are. But I'm not here to judge them. I'm just here to tell them, young man, there's only leads down one road. Y'all heard me early in the year about uh, some friend of mine that I lost. So, like, yo, be very, very careful. Um, Be very, very careful. You know what I'm saying? Um, Because – it's just real, and it will end. Um, but me, I just think that we have to look at this in a lot of different ways. He's not hard. He's not of the streets. All these comments that we make, and they are truth. But I do think that we have to look at the other side of of how that's viewed when you say things like that. Like when you tell somebody or tell y'all, you ain't hard. Or We have to start saying these things or are trying to put these things out here in a way that doesn't sound like we're putting that person down because the psychological response when someone tells you that you're not something that you believe you are, or maybe that you're not, you're not tough because I, I don't even think that when you say that you're not from the streets and shit, I don't even think yeah, it resonates yeah. with people that you're saying that they're not from a certain area. And I think guys like Shannon Sharp, uh, these guys from the trenches, they're trying to tell you that you're not street as in you're not from that block, bro. Like you did not live in this type of lifestyle. But when you just come out and say you're not hard, all these guys here is if I buck at you, then you're going to go, oh, you know what I'm saying? And they're just trying to tell you I ain't no bitch. And so I think there needs to be a correlation or some sort of not correlation, but um, a discussion to correlate the differences between the two. Um because I think that a lot of guys are getting confused. If someone tells you you're not street, that doesn't mean that you can't defend yourself. Cause like that just means that you're not from the you're not from the streets. Like you're not from there, bro. Like you you had a roof over your head. Like you knew what you were gonna eat. Like your electricity was on. Like your water was on. Like you did not struggle like that, bro. Like and I think that people need to need to start differentiating that. And guys that hear that and people that say it. Because in our culture, that gets misconstrued all the time as you're yeah, not a man, yeah. nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? It gets it gets put out there like that. And, I, and so, like, I think that leads to um, uh, behavior, you know what I'm saying? The explicit behavior like you see from y'all. Drinking way too much alcohol at one moment in time. Um, you know, holding the gun and all that type of shit. So I think that along with him taking a look at himself, we also need to look at the way that we like say these things in the way that people accept them. You know what I'm saying? Because for the most part, niggas mean that shit. Like when niggas tell a nigga that ain't street, they mean like, I can whoop your bitch ass. nigga. Like that's what they trying to say to you for the most part when they do say it. But I do think that we need to get beyond that. Like 
um, caveman mentality, like where if someone says that, it doesn't always mean that you just some punk, bro. Like you just don't need to portray that type of lifestyle because like, like Sterling said, you have millions of dollars. Like you have a Nike endorsement deal. You have other endorsement deals we don't even know about. Power, yeah, like you have no reason, man. And that's the thing, dude. He he's been not, and he's worked his butt off too. Don't get me wrong, but he has a gift and ability uh, from God, man. That that that's that's special. And uh, who wants to be a street nigga? Like seriously, who actually wants to be a street nigga? Street niggas don't want to be street niggas. Street niggas are street niggas because they don't they haven't made a better way. They ain't got no other options a lot of times. But you want to be a street nigga when one you didn't grow up that way. Okay, you got two loving parents and and, and they they gave you opportunities that people who grew up in the streets like I did wish they would have had. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, dude, like, man, who cares? If you can't fight, who cares? Guess what? Guess what? Millions of dollars do in the bank where you ain't got to fight. Security. 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 Right. Taking care of your kids. Taking care of your kids. That's that's hood. That's G right there. Taking care of what, you know what I'm saying? And he could do all that. I just don't want to see a news clipping or or headline pop up says John Moran has been murdered or John Moran has done, you know, that just ruins his life and and, and his family's life, man. That's what I don't want to see. And I'm tired of Dylan Brooks. I'm tired of these fake tough guys on the on the yeah. on the on the team, man. Like, first of all, if you ain't Dolph, I don't want to hear about how tough you are. Dolph is the king At of all. Memphis, baby. King. <laughs> ain't he? Dolph is king. the king of Memphis. So everybody king. else, man, y'all better just chill out with all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I just and, and just like no, that's perfectly put. Um, and you know, that's what happens though. If you if you try to play too much, then you will crash out in them streets because they don't really give a fuck. You just you're just like a number entering into the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, and on top of this, I'm not gonna lie, man. Y'all can say, man, Russ, you just bullshit. Stop trying to stuff these hoes, man. Like, I mean shit, like you you only holding the gun on the camera. Excuse me, you only holding the gun on camera like this and doing all that shit. Listen to NBA Youngboy because Hoes gonna look at your story. Yeah, yeah. Hoes like yeah, NBA yeah. Youngboy. And let me tell you Dang. something, dog. The one thing I learned. Stop about doing all that shit for them hoes, man. They gonna love you anyway. You know why hoes yeah. gonna love you, y'all? You're fucking two hundred million dollars. And one thing I can tell you is that them hoes. <laughs> you ain't get some hoes gonna make it rain, nigga. Them hoes yeah. gonna always love you, but them streets will never love you, nigga. No, they're not gonna love you. They're you not can love the streets, you. but the streets will never love you back, nigga. And that is the goddamn truth. That's Sterling said it best. Nigga, niggas in the street trying to get out that out motherfucker. You know, you don't want to be the first nigga to, to, to go back or go there, nigga. No, after you done made it and all that. Yeah, yeah just a, nigga just made it. What did you do? I had a homie tell me once I was about to get in the car with some homies, and that nigga looked at me, pulled me to the side, and said, Hey, bro, man, you want to get in the car with them niggas? I said, What you mean, bro? He said, Man, I said, I'm just going up the street. He said, Man, look, some of us around here in this hood got morals, some of us do not. You're not from around here, my nigga. You need to stay right here, cuz. And I said, Okay. Mm-hmm. And I stayed. One of them dudes in that car is no longer with us. I'm just going to say, do not try to be street if you are not street. Do not ride with crazy street niggas if you are not street. Stay where the fuck you need to be at. Go play 2K, nigga. Yep. All it's right. okay. 
You can get bitches playing 2K. It's okay. You can. Okay. Look, go to class, nigga. It's okay. They got a they got a quarter million dollar tournament going on on 2K, man. Who? who, Bro, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can hey go. You can get you can get bitches playing 2K and going to the library and getting straight A's, bro. You can get bitches going to the parties and not trying to shoot them up. I'm just. You do not have to be this this like thug ass nigga. And and I'm not gonna lie to you. I know a nigga who's not a thug at all. It's not me. But I can't tell y'all about a dude I know that's not a thug at all, and he will whoop anybody's ass because he practices jujitsu every goddamn day. But you know what he likes? Anime. And he likes to have fun in life. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's you don't have to be this tough guy and portray that shit, bro. Just like, just be you. Yep, Bitches man. like it when you yourself anyways. Exactly, man. All right. So let's move on to our next subject. Uh, So we're going to get into uh the uh Mavericks and... um. Phoenix Suns uh, matchup last Fuck week. Fuck them niggas. Booker, you ain't shit, nigga. You cold, right. but you ain't shit. So, uh, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Good. Uh, that's what I want to get into. Is this the NBA's newest <laughs> the newest rivalry of the NBA? Yeah. I like it. It, it was a rivalry last year because we whooped their ass. Right, Sterling? Yeah, man. <laughs> Sterling like <laughs> this nigga right here. I'm like a nigga like, yeah, y'all niggas want to fight? Sterling, Sterling, come on. That nigga Sterling, uh, yeah, nigga. I mean, um, all right. Damn. Man. All right, fuck it. <laughs> this nigga Russ always talking shit. But, but no, one, one quote that um uh, that I heard, uh, so I, I want to get into the trip the trapping shit. Um so one of the things that I, I took away was whenever Booker said what he said, Luca had the the motherfucker, what'd you say, Skip? Like the little little hop skip, he said. Yeah. What the fuck you say? And he got into his face, and I was like, I said, oh yeah. I said he bought that shit. I think. Yeah. I think that, and then Sterling, you saw this last year in the playoff. They were supposed to beat us, and Luca Luca took that nigga cookie. What did I say? I'm a bankhead, nigga. Yeah, I take, take your cookies. cookies. And Luca took his cookie, and Booker has been salty about that shit. For a long time, but those who are Mavericks fans know that Booker has been busting our ass for years. Even when the Suns were not good, Booker has been cashing out. Me and my dad talk about this shit all the time. Like we're always like, this motherfucker Booker has a vendetta against the Mavericks, and it just so happens that as we have a young star, they meet in the playoffs. If y'all remember, y'all go watch in the bubble, Booker was hitting shit against us, talking shit to Luke. I don't know what their little their little beef is or whatever or like it, it, it's just weird that they have this kind of they don't like each other and after what happened last year when they were up what was it three to two or they were up in the series and booker was talking shit to luca and luca said this motherfucker like to talk shit when everything's going right for him motherfuckers always like to talk shit when they up and what happened luca we got the meme yeah. Luca looking at his ass like, got you, bitch ass nigga, in the off. And then what did he happen again? That's what Luca was pissed off about is this motherfucker waits till there's three seconds. Luca said in the press conference, I wish he would have talked shit before three seconds was left in the game. So, and I get it, Book to Booker, like to the Victor go to spoils, because I Booker, hey, call me a hoe too. That is some of the most satisfying shit talk ever when you get a person like right before you about to beat him and there ain't shit they can do but just eat it. And so, like, you know for a fact that they going to feel it. Also, on Luca's side, it is a bitch-ass shit. But then to the victim, or the is. motherfuckers, it is. No, it, it, it totally is. But, Sterling, you know, when you're on them lines, you try to do anything and everything to make your opponent feel it every time you beat them, especially if they don't yeah. like it. 
it's a bitch ass move by book uh, when you go in and when you go and get Kevin Durant. Uh, I think oh, man. it's some weak ass shit, man. It's like saying you, you went and got your big brother to help you to at the fight, and you and you beat one nigga's ass. That's exactly what happened. Um, you know, it, it just makes book kind of go down uh, a couple notches for me as a competitor, man. Like, I don't care uh, who you are, bro. Like, I ain't never seen George do no shit like that. I ain't never seen LeBron really do no shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like to me, like, no, nah, you you use one of these new niggas, like these new age niggas. Like, <laughs> well, you, ain't cut, though, you ain't cut like the rest of them. It's it's weak. I, I, it's really weak. It's and new, I'm not just saying that as a Mavs fan. I'm not even saying that. No, as a you're right. Fan. You're 100 right. But it's it's new age. But it's also look at a guy on his team, and y'all gonna say you always find a way, nigga. Look at Chris Paul. Chris Paul has been this type of guy. You know what I'm saying? And this entire like he's been this type of. Yeah, you really be doing a lot of like whole ass shit on the court. Like even that game against the Mavs, he was just fucking with Luca, just fucking with Luca. And you were just like, bro, like at what point are you gonna realize it's okay to fuck with somebody, but what at what point are you gonna realize that shit ain't working on him? Can yeah, we man. play basketball? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. like they don't have that. But as I said, they won the game and Luca missed the shot. And I think Boogie to what you were saying, I think that was a culmination because to give Booker credit, he was talking to the reps. He was like, you're going to let him basically, like they say against Braun and all the other big, you're going to let him bully his way around like that? That's what he was basically saying. He missed the shot, and I think he also looked at Luka, and I believe he read his lips. After he said what he said to the refs, Luka bucked up at him, and he looked at Luka and said, nigga, that's trash. Like, you missed that bitch. And I'm not going to lie, I would have done the same shit. If I would have I would have yelled at the ref, that big motherfucker yeah. trying to, and then, and then when he looked at me, I would have been like, bitch ass nigga, you missed. That's try. You missed the fucking layup. And so I think the rivalry's brewing. The fact we beat them last year has Mavericks fans like, y'all ain't shit. We beat y'all. Suns fans like, y'all got lucky. That dynamic is always good when it comes to a rivalry. When you have a team that says, you got lucky, and us on this side saying, y'all just ain't shit, and y'all can't hold y'all nuts when it's time. You know what I'm saying? And I mean that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all ain't got KD good because y'all need a nigga like that. Because all the other niggas on that team ain't. Shit, y'all niggas weak as fuck. Phoenix, y'all yeah. weak, but y'all got KD, yeah, y'all some hoes. KD cold yeah, as totally, fuck. It's totally <laughs> super weak. Oh, uh, like KD cold as fuck. KD, I have nothing to say to you because you are a fucking. He came in that game, and I was like, KD is literally like, I get it now. Oh man, oh, I've always gotten it, but I think other people don't get it. KD really just want to hoop. Like KD is like, I do not give a fuck about what the rest of the shit you niggas got going on. Put me in the game. And I'm going to go get 25 to 30 points. And if you let me go off, I'm going to get 40 to 60. That's all I got. Sterling, you got your power rankings. Let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we're actually overtime on tonight's show, yeah. man. So let's uh, – we, we're going to jump in these power rankings. I, and yeah. I'll go through them really quick. I won't give some of the advanced stats and metrics that I usually do. But uh, coming at number 10, man, we have the, uh, the Warriors. Uh, it's playoff time. It's playoff season. And I just feel like the Warriors – uh, they haven't been great this year, but they're starting to turn it up when it matters most. Uh, you know, Wiggins and Curry, you know, they've been dealing with injuries all season, but uh, they're actually coming into form. At number nine, we got the Nets. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 Mikael Bridges uh, has been killing it as a number one option. Um, you know, he had over uh, 30 points per game last week, and uh, – what a steal that is. I mean, to give up KD and all those guys, but you get some really good pieces of play, so the Nets are number nine there. We got the Kings coming in at number eight. 
Demontis Sabonis hit game winning free throws uh, last week um, against the Clippers. You know, uh, he I think he put up like 24 and 12 or something where he was averaging last week, man. The Kings continue uh, sitting 12 games over 500. They continue to impress. Uh, you know, next up, we got the Cavs. I mean, look, man, I, I think the Cavs could be a sneaky contender to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They won't get past that. But, man, wh- what you see from them, uh, just their chemistry on the court and that backcourt of uh, – you know, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, they, they, they're just filthy good. Uh, those two combined for seven three points against Boston. Uh, so they're going to continue to get better. And, and their drafting has been phenomenal, just mind you. They've been really good. Uh, <laughs> the Knicks, the freaking Knicks. And I hate saying this. Like, I feel like I got to Orange and blues guys, baby. Orange and blues guys. <laughs> I mean. So I had, to, I had to mimic him one time. <laughs> oh, man. Look, Emmanuel quickly, who who shined really early in his career. Not saying he's a tenure vet, but he's really coming to his own. Uh, you know, the past few weeks he's been playing really well. Uh, you know, I think he had a career high in points, uh, thirty eight points um, against who was it on Sunday? I can't remember who they played on Sunday, but he had thirty eight points, Emmanuel quickly. So, you know, I don't know what it's the uh, Jalen Brunson effect or what it is or the Tibbs effect, but this team is thirty nine and twenty eight. Man, they're balling, and there there are a lot of uh, people out there who have the Knicks a little higher on this list. But again, they're still the Knicks and they ain't the playoffs yet. Uh, up next is the Seventy Sixers. <laughs> Hey, uh, I just want to let everybody know uh, what Luca did to them boys. Luca and Kyrie put on them boys last week was just nutty. But because uh, anyway, Philly trash, because Philly they gonna play well in the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, they are gonna choke. And I don't see that being any different this season. Um, but they were the team. Uh, you know, they ended the Bucks sixteen game win streak. So I got to give you credit there. Uh, James Harden might, I'm mean, not James Harden, but uh, MB might be the MVP. I mean, who knows? Uh, next, we got the fucking Suns. Um, Devin Booker's a bitch, so I will probably put them at like 15. Uh, they, he got a lot of light skin energy coming off of that. We're talking shit to Luca and those boys when you're up three three seconds left and you got Kevin Durant. Like, get the fuck out of here with that uh, talking oh, shit. Oh, not the LSE. Uh, man, I'm not gonna say nothing about else about them. Next up, we, we got <laughs> we got the Celtics. The Celtics, man, they, they're just good. I don't, I don't even know how to, to continue to talk so well about these guys. But they did lose two games last week. Uh, they lost to the Knicks. They blew a 28-point lead to the Nets. Like, you know, they're, so, you know, you're going to see these rankings. Shout out to the go. Nets, though. Yeah. Shout out to the Nets. Yeah. Making that uh, trade and still hooping. Mikael yeah. Bridges. Word Mikhail, up, my nigga. Mikael Bridges is, is, is a bucket. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Celtics at number three. Number two is the Denver Nuggets. And they've kind of been pegged as my number two team all season, really. Uh, yeah. Best team in the West. But um, if if you, I don't know if you guys really get a chance to, like, really watch and observe them, but Michael Porter Jr. has been cooking lately. And uh, yeah. if Fucking he can bucket. continue to – if he can continue on that trend, the Nuggets are really going to be hard to beat when it comes to the postseason, man. And And – Oh, and all that Kendrick Perkins shit he's talking about, Jokic, man. Give Jokic his man, flowers. He's just a please. good ball player regardless of color. Who can, like, stop. Stop. Thank you. Thank you. Narrative stuff, man. And I and, and shout out to J.J. Reddick for standing up and saying for what other people, black people included, are saying, man. You can't. Yes. You know, we, we understand race and inequality is an issue. 
but let's really aim that energy for when it's called for. When it's Not due. in this situation, man. The NBA Thank has done you. more for blacks, and they've done more to make this game appealing to our race than anybody has ever done in a professional setting. So shut the fuck up with that. The Nuggets are number two. And number one, we got the Bucks once again. Uh, look, you can't win them all. They're 47 and 18, so they're going to slip up. But uh, de Kumpo, he he's, he's he's everything for them, man. And I think I'm starting to really do think that they are the best defensive team in this league. I think that's going to go well for them. Not only that, but they have really good key uh, D and three players that kind of fill everything out. So that not only can they lock in the backcourt, but they got really good rim protectors as well. They are the best team in the league. All right. Well, that was the power rankings, the complete power rankings, and that will be the end of our show. Uh, but before we go, uh, social media time, you can go ahead, you can follow us all at um, Sports Sushi, uh, all one word on Twitter, uh, Sports underscore Sushi on Instagram. Uh, again, we are live on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and IG. We will be uploaded on Spotify. Uh, all the uh, podcast directories that's Apple uh, included Daily Motion, Odyssey, and uh, Rumble. Do not forget don't forget to... we on the TikTok nigga sports exactly. underscore sushi on the motherfucking top. Do not forget to like and subscribe to all those things to be up to date about all of our uh, postings and stuff like that. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, you can find me at DJ Slow Boogie with I E, not the Y. On uh, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Instagram, Twitter, all that there, Russ. But before you give yours, Russ, uh, tell them where you can go ahead and get the uh, the uh, March Madness uh, sign up uh, bracket for sports shooting. Oh, I ain't even done that shit yet. We gotta wait for uh, ESPN Challenge to come out. I do that shit on ESPN. So whenever right, that well, yeah, it's March made 14th, it. next so. week. Yeah, so next week I will. Is, is the ESPN uh, bracket challenge thing already came out? Yeah. Uh, think not until probably next week, I believe. Yeah, so next Wednesday, next Wednesday, because I know we're going to be straight, because I believe yeah. it starts on Thursday. So next Wednesday um, or Monday, you can look. Those that watch the show, you'll find out next Wednesday, but which is the day before the tournament starts, I believe. But anyway, we got the tournament challenge. Uh, I go on the ESPN tournament challenge app. I will tweet this out. I'll give it to Boogie. He'll tweet this out while Instagram and Sterling will have it. So if you follow us on all these platforms, you follow Sports Sushi, you'll have it. There will be a video about it on TikTok. We're going to send it out. $200 to the winner. No entry fee. All you got to do is follow the link that we provide. Join our Sports uh, sports Sushi um, tournament challenge. The winner gets $200. I'm going to pay that shit because, you know what I'm saying, I'm trying to grow the show. And the more they all that go, the more we grow. And we'll get to the point where instead of me giving y'all $200, I'm hoping to give y'all motherfuckers like 10 Gs. You know what I'm saying? So help grow this bitch from $200 to 10 Gs, people. We're going to start low and we're going to build high. But nah, um, join the challenge. Uh, winner gets 200 bucks. Last year was $100. Every year I'm going to go up 100 bucks until we, you know what I'm saying, are the best ever or we die. Shit, <laughs> one of the two is going to happen. Either or. The tournament challenge. But I'll explain more of it next week. Um, but be sure to follow me, Sterling. We'll give you, of course, y'all have all the other shit. Follow me, Sterling, um, Boogie, and Chris, and you'll have all the information that you need uh, for the tournament challenge and how we're going to knock that shit out. Just sign up, pick your team, and uh, try to win 200 bucks. Right, I'm going to beat y'all niggas this year, though. Oh, tell yeah. Me. Of course, you, you're going to be able to find... Uh, that, thank you, Boogie. I should be the one. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter. You can look for me. It's, it's at RLClimbSP. 
or, or you can just start typing in sports plug Russ three and you'll find me that way. You can find me on IG at sports plug Russ. Um, you can also, of course, find us on um, TikTok because we have tag me yeah, sports plug. I mean, uh, sports sushi underscore. I mean, sports underscore sushi. Yeah, you can find me at Twitter uh, at Farmer Sterling, also on Instagram, and then I, I started the TikTok, uh, Stilo. I see you. <laughs> I see you though. I'm yeah. on. There. I see you. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to grow my little brand, man. Uh, you know, TikTok is life. TikTok, hey, and just so y'all know, you know, TikTok will be doing uh, full form uh, videos, so we can put our sports sushi stuff in long form on TikTok. Yep. So okay. that's going to be coming. So. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, I got an article that came out uh, this week at buffalorumblings.com. I'll have my first official mock draft, not just for the Bills, but for the entire league uh, coming up here uh, next week. All right. Y'all All, right. That. All right. So uh, please uh, tune in next week. Um, we will continue our draft spotlight and we will work in a sports sushi mock draft live on a show uh somewhere we're gonna have a meeting and talk about that guys because we got to do a big board show and a mock draft show draft show yeah so we need to go ahead and have a a meeting and discuss i got i was just gonna say when we do that i I was i was waiting for you to finish because you know i already got i got some advice for everybody (laughs) yeah when we end before it cuts off are y'all ready Go yep. ahead, brother. all right um to all the young men out there that are trying to get their life together and figure out how to go straight and narrow uh if she cries on camera you can't trust her you know what that's fucking yeah <laughs> right. i got you <laughs>